Welcome, welcome, welcome to another Saturday edition of Lady Liberty Ladies. Uh, sorry about that. On 93.7 FM, AM 1600 KIVA. And with us today, of course, your favorite ladies, Natalie and Rebecca. Say hello. Rebecca. I'm Natalie. We're your Liberty Ladies, and, and we, we unite. unite. So nice being back with you again this week. Um, we're going to talk a little bit about a few different things today. We're going to talk about the Michigan lawsuit. I printed that out. It's a really, really huge lawsuit. I'm going to touch on some of the main points of that as it has to do with election fraud That's right. going on, and this fraud is blatant. Um, and uh, some election updates as well, you know, where to find some good election updates, right. real, real election updates right. is the key. Turn off the fake news. Yeah. And the First Amendment, and a little bit about fear as it is used in a way of controlling people. Um, it's been used in different ways to manipulate people in wars in which the enemy wanted to con- basically divide and conquer. And yeah. fear is often used in that mean, in that yeah, way. And most recently, uh, uh, yeah, our, our very own governess. Yes, she's say. using a lot of fear yeah. tactics. So, yeah, a little, a little update in some, um, you know, if you all didn't listen to her, and of course these days I don't know why anyone would listen to her, but, you know, I, 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 I caught it. And, of course, you know, the, the outrage ensues over whatever it is she thinks she has to tell us or, you know, whatever, however she has to tell us we're not being good. So, yeah, yeah, so a lot of stuff. But I think the first thing that we want to start off, Rebecca, is you had an interesting experience just yesterday. yesterday. Tell everybody where you were at. I think I had probably one of the worst days of my entire life yesterday. I spent the day in the emergency area of the UNM hospital. Um, I had a little bit of a cold or something or flu or something, which my doctor had treated me for about a week ago and had given me a a medication for that. And apparently I was allergic to it. I woke up yesterday morning. I had hives and I went to take a shower and I started feeling lightheaded. And then 10 minutes went by and I found myself laying on the bathroom floor with blood on the floor and I had... Passed out, fallen down, whacked my head really hard on something in the bathroom. I spent the day in a bed at the UNM hospital yesterday, running every test possible on me. And you got some fantastic stitches to show for it, let me just say. It's going to maybe (laughs) make a little scar that can uh, provide a story that I can talk about. Maybe I'll make up something more interesting to go along with it. (laughs) (laughs) Other than hitting the uh, toilet paper stand, yeah. Exactly, yeah, that's not nearly as exciting. (laughs) It's not terribly glamorous, (laughs) but that scar is going to be glamorous, let me tell you. Well, it does kind of follow along the lines there, so it may not be too bad. There we go. Yeah. There we go. Now, so how was I am curious. How was it in the hospital? Well, you know how you're seeing these signs, uh, how our mad lady dictator governor is using these um, construction signs all over the place oh, saying, yeah. hospitals are full, and all this sort of nonsense. Well, they're not. Oh. Now, UNM is one of our main hospitals. It's a trauma ward. Yeah, yeah it is. And I went in through the emergency room. The emergency room was nearly empty. There was maybe two people sitting in there. And there was one person ahead of me, 
to get admitted there through the nurse's station. And wow. even the security guard, when my roommate dropped me off, said, oh, what, you, this won't take long because we're pretty much empty. Oh, my gosh. Hospital's full. No, I don't think so. Wow. So yet uh, another propaganda fear tactic being used by our governor. Yeah, according to one doctor that we know, the, the, the trauma ward, the ICUs, are usually full at UNMH anyway because it's our main trauma center. So yeah. he's like, it, it, this is no different than any other part of the year. We are normally full because if you have trauma, well, that's where you want to be admitted. Right. Oh, and by the way, while I'm thinking about it, this is a live show, y'all. Yes. So if you want to call in and talk to us, you can reach us at 266-1600. It's a pretty easy number to remember, 266-1600. Yes. And if you're calling from out of area, because there is the app that some people are listening on, add area code 505 in front of that. So 266-1600. We'd love to hear from you. We'd love to talk to you. Yes, absolutely. I wanted to start a little bit on this Michigan lawsuit. This was filed the other day, and this is like, oh, God, it's like 87 pages or something like that. It's crazy long. There were a lot of people that um, filed affidavits, which had witnessed things. There was one guy that is actually a lawyer, and he um, actually was in the Michigan legislature at one point in time, and a very reputable guy. And he's one of the people that filed an affidavit that was there as a poll watcher. Yes. So I'm just going to read some of this stuff off, and then we'll talk about it. Uh, one of the things here that is claimed says, Defendants systematically processed and ball- counted ballots from voters whose name failed to appear in either the qualified voter file, the QVF, or in the supplemental sheets. Okay, so you know how when you go to vote at the polls... And they look up your name mm-hmm. in the QVF. Yep. Your name has to be in the list or you're not a qualified voter and you right. cannot vote. Now, one time a couple of years ago when my roommate went and voted with me, they had messed up. Now, him and I, we live in the same household. We're both in Bernalillo County. But yet they had somehow messed up the county on where he lived, and it showed that he was in, like, Sandoval County. So needless to say, he was not on the QVF. Mm -hmm. So therefore, he did not get to vote. He had to to file what was called a provisional ballot. Right. So provisional ballots maybe or maybe not get counted, depending on how the counts go on the election. If it's close, then they they pull out those ballots and look at them. Right. So anyway, so apparently in Michigan, there was a lot of people that were, they were accepting their votes when in fact they weren't on the qualified voter file. Ooh. Awesome. Yeah, so it looks like we got our, also our first caller today, so hey, so, hey let's, let's go ahead, let's jump yep. on into it. First caller, you're in the Kiva, go ahead. Who do we got there on the line? Hi, can, can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. Hi, I've also been hearing from people who have been to the emergency room in, in the UNMH and even the Loveless Westside Hospital emergency room, and they're saying that it's not full at all. So no. I, I, the governor is definitely lying. And well, I wonder what's going to be done about this. This is blatant lies, you know? I, I know. And it, those signs have uh, along the roadway, which I don't even think it's legal for her to utilize those signs, 
for the purpose yeah. of... No, they're of, for the Department of Transportation. I mean, they're suppo- those signs are supposed to be used so that you can apprise the public of traffic situations and weather situations. And instead, she's using them for fear propaganda. Yeah. Yeah, this, this is complete... It's just insane. It's like mind blowing. It's draconian, and it's—I I just wonder. I want to—I want to see something happen. She should be in big trouble for this. Well, she should be, but the problem is, it appears that uh, we have a banana republic going on in the state of New Mexico, in which the uh-huh. Supreme Court and the legislature and everybody has just ab- abdicated all their power and just said, "Oh, yeah, you can just do it all." So now oh, she's doing everything. She's making up these so-called mandates, which. Let me tell you, mandates are nothing. Mandates mean nothing. Mandates are not laws. Mandates are not things that you have to follow. No. Technically, in the law, the only place that a mandate exists is in the judicial side of things, where, I looked this up the other day, where basically a judge can mandate something, but it is first underpinned, but it has to be underpinned by something written in the law, and it also has to be underpinned by a contractual agreement between two parties that have entered into the agreement voluntarily. Otherwise, there's nothing for a court to mandate. Right. So, uh, other than that, there is no such thing as a mandate. We have laws, we have statutory code, and we even have city ordinances. We do not have mandates and no governor no single person can mandate anything for other people what we are seeing and i believe and i've heard this from a lot of other sources as well that this whole pandemic was all part of the plan to get people to give up their personal freedom and what they're doing is they're using this pandemic as a means of saying that laws no longer apply. Okay, laws apply no matter what. The laws are still in place. And just because they say, oh, well, you know, this law doesn't matter anymore because we're afraid of the Rona, no, that isn't the way it works. The law is the law, and the law stands, regardless of any Rona or any other emergency that's going on, the law still stands. And not only that, but your First Amendment rights always stand, yeah. no matter no, what. No business, no single person has the right to overwrite or override the Constitution. So you, you, why are we giving in to a mad governess who believes that she's a dictator? She does. She believes she's a little dictator. Well, she thinks that she doesn't have anybody to answer to anymore. And she's auditioning for a cabinet position and right. what she believes is going to be a, the Biden administration. Which should scare the hell out of you if you think that in order to audition for a cabinet position for the highest office of the land, that you be as nasty and disregard people's liberty and freedom as much as possible. That should scare a lot. You, 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 you shouldn't want that person anywhere near. No, it shouldn't be anywhere near power. No. Uh, thank, thank you, caller. Great you. call. Great, great addition. And it looks like we got another caller on the line. Who do we got on the line? All right, caller, you're in the Kiva. Go ahead. Hey there, is it me? Hi, that's you. What's your name? Hey, Chris. Hi, Chris. So I'm actually a ICU nurse here in Albuquerque. I've been for 10 years now. At which hospital? Um, UNM. Oh, were you there yesterday? Uh, actually, <laughs> 
two days ago I went oh. working, but I work, I actually work on the COVID unit, not okay. in the trauma ward. Okay. There was a real nice nurse yeah. by the name of Cheryl that spent a lot of time with me yesterday, and she lives in the East Mountains where I do, and, and I didn't get a chance to thank her yesterday uh, before she ended her shift, but if you can tell Cheryl that... I really appreciate her helping me out yesterday. Yesterday was an yeah, awful day for did me. Did you make it up to the ICU, or were you just in the ER? Um, yeah, I kind of stayed on that same floor, and then they, they, I was in one of the rooms there um, in a bed, mm-hmm. and they were kind of, kind of checking on my test all day long, which seemed to take a lot of time. So, Chris, let me ask yeah. you, do you know Lauren? Yeah, do you know Lauren? Uh, no, she, yeah. She's another ICU. PSI. Yeah, she's another yep. ICU nurse, a uh, friend of mine. Yeah, ICU. older. Uh-huh. Yeah, so yep, so yep, I'm, yep. I'm curious, what is it like in the COVID ward these days? So, you know, it's – I have a different take on it. Okay. I, I'm, I'm a conservative entirely. I can't stand the lockdowns. Uh, personally, I think the masks are ridiculous unless it actually is a proper mask or a respirator. Yeah. Um, I, I even get into arguments with my wife about it, <laughs> but, um, and that's, that's you know, tough. people on my unit don't care for my opinion on these things, No, but you know, the COVID unit, so it's, it, it originally was the medical ICU. So we handle infectious disease. If like, for instance, Ebola were to ever make it to Albuquerque, it would come to my unit. Right. Okay. Just as COVID came, it's on our unit. Okay. So the medical ICU, it has been busy. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's kind of difficult to describe, guys, because our unit is a 24-bed unit. And all throughout the year, typically, we are at capacity. Right. Now, COVID Chris, answer, not, answer this question for me. I mean, this is something yeah. I've mentioned before. Um it really drives me crazy when the governor tries to act like because the ICU beds are near capacity that it has something to do with the the Rona or anything like that going on. But the truth of the matter is, is hospitals are a business and they want to be near capacity because that's how they make money and that's how they stay in business. Would you say that's correct? I would say, yeah, every, every you know, hospital is a business. Um, the the only th- my counter argument to that is like in the first wave of covid back in like march april mm-hmm. we didn't have the staff mm-hmm. so yeah. Yeah, you had you had nurses taking you know typically i can take care of two patients if they're icu status mm-hmm. back then we were taking three to four patients but then we would have a floor nurse who's not skilled in icu training be able to kind of be like an assistant to help mm-hmm. out with things okay. to manage mm-hmm. care. Now, the thing is now we do have staff. We have almost, I mean, we lost probably like half of our core staff right after like, I would say May, June. Well, yeah, because taking they, up travel positions. What they uh, were doing from what I understand is they were clearing out hospitals and a lot of people were losing their jobs because they weren't treating people for other things that they normal treat, normally treat people for and so therefore a lot of people ended up unemployed. Well, you know, and so, but the, I'm talking about our ICU. Right, specifically staff. the ICU. They've been busy. You know, okay. and yeah, no, definitely other units like um, 
for instance, like pediatrics, there was a lot of like pediatric nurses that were just kind of waiting around. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of people on call and they could volunteer to come help in the ICU, but there was so much fear in the beginning that we weren't getting the help. And also so, as ICU you know, say, as I sorry, ahead. as ICU nurses, um don't you have a spe uh like a specialization or a special qualification to work in the oh. ICU, not just anybody can come in. Yeah. No, no. Our training process, especially yeah. in the MICU, is extremely rigorous. Like, it, like you, you can come in as a new grad, but typically it could be a three to six month orientation, and then it's even questionable on whether or not you're going to be able to come off orientation based on your peers' input to the educators, uh. the managers, on whether or not you're even able to make it. You know, and it is you need to be competent. You know, things need to go bad. Yeah, you know, and you need to respond appropriately when things do go bad. Yeah, um, I would imagine things so, happen no. fast in the ICU, and you have to be of the best qualifications yeah. to react to it in a, in an efficient manner. So, what does the ICU yeah. situation look like today or currently? It, it's 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 so twenty four bed unit, right? And mm -hmm. we're typically usually always at capacity. Right. We on a daily basis, at least for the past three weeks have had double occupancy rooms, which is pretty much unheard of at UNMH. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. And we're trying to make it work. And there's, of the double occupancy rooms, we're anywhere between two to three double occupancy rooms. Wow. And, I mean, patient in those double rooms, mm -hmm. you know, it could be like I two you know, COVID patients with no other infectious disease or a non-COVID, two non-COVID patients with, you know, not an infectious disease, you know, because we still, on top of the COVID, you know, you have your diabetics and ketoacidosis. Right. Right. You have your people in heart failure, um, liver failure. You have your alcoholics still coming in, withdrawing. You have your homeless people that are mm -hmm. hypothermic. So I, like, I even saw one guy yesterday uh, with a couple of police officers outside his room. Oh. So I have a feeling he maybe did something he wasn't supposed to do. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah it's, I mean, there's a lot of times you have people from the penitentiaries that aren't well and they come in. But needless to say, guys, it's at least in our ICU and, I mean, UNM has three ICUs. Okay. You have NSI, neurosurgical, you have trauma surgical, and you have the MICU, uh, medical, or medical intensive care. Right. And to be honest, like, it, it's like almost kind of like that saying, you know, uh, uh, the Peter Paul thing, mm -hmm. uh, stealing from Peter to pay Paul or something, mm -hmm. to where, you know, we're shifting beds around left and right. When people pass, you know, we have, we have to wait at least, you know, an hour after, you know, the people pass, we have to, you know, do pretty much like end-of-life care for them and handle that and then call the medical examiner for them to come right. get them. Then we have to wait at least an hour before housekeeping can even come in. And then housekeeping takes at least an hour to clean it thoroughly. Um, and then there's like an hour after that that we have to wait for a patient to even be accepted. So the turnaround is ridiculous, and again, I don't believe in the lockdown. I hate the masks. I, I hate all that. Like, I'm a hand washer. Like, 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you wash yeah. your hand, don't touch your face. Yeah. You know. That, that, that's and how most Nat- stuff spreads. Natalie and I see. Things. Natalie and I both believe, and a lot of people agree with us, that the mask is just being used as a fear tool. It's been so abused politically, and even yeah. my even my my own personal doctor the other day, this uh, cold or flu or whatever I had a couple of weeks ago, which I recovered from in a couple of days with ZPAC, um, my partner got it either probably on the airplane coming here. And because then the symptoms kind of manifested themselves about 24 hours later, um, he when it's so funny, he she talked to him and said, well, yeah, but I was wearing a mask. And and our doctor said, that doesn't matter. Yeah, Yeah. you know, the thing is, it needs to be an N95. Yeah, if it's an N95, it's appropriate. The other thing, too, is, yeah, if we're really serious about the masks, and we're really serious about how deadly the virus is, supposedly, then also why don't we have biohazard containers installed throughout the city for proper disposal of PPE? Yeah. Because I do believe that you as a nurse, your PPE, don't you have to dis- – you can't just throw it in a regular trash can, right? That's it, – it's considered uh, – You know, it, it's, uh, it's double-bagged, and it does go to regular trash. Yeah. But, yep. but at the very least... So it is double-bagged. Yeah. So the, kind, yeah. Of, kind of like having sharps containers for people who use needles, um, we should be having a special uh, way of disposing of used PPE if we are serious that PPE yeah. is truly protecting the public at large. Right. And a lot of people like to accuse us of being anti-mask. I'm not. I'm not anti-mask. I think the variety of masks work for a variety of things. Um, but now they're claiming that, you know, an, um, an amorphous type of mask, uh, you know, anywhere from the cloth to paper, whatever, is you have to have something over your face. And is, really the point, the, main yeah. the point that we've been making about the mask is in this country, maybe not in other countries, but in this country... We have a constitution. We have a freedom to make choices on our own. Yeah. Our government, we elect them to get in there and maybe tell us, okay, well, this is kind of what's going on, and this is the information we're giving you. But the point of the matter is, is they cannot tell us we have to wear a mask. Right. And, yeah. and I have no and problem I, I with somebody wearing a mask. Like, if, I, I don't believe in that whatsoever. Yeah. And I, I, I have no problem um, with I, if yeah. you want to wear a mask, if it makes you feel safe or whatever. That's your choice. Then you do it. But the thing is, you don't have the right to tell me what to do. And yeah. whether you like it or not, the First Amendment guarantees that. So I've got a question yeah. for you, Chris. Um, you know, we were talking yeah. about turnaround on deaths. What, just from your perspective, I, I understand you may not know all the numbers completely, but from your perspective, what is the death toll or death ratio like in the ICU from COVID alone? Mm. I don't know how specific I really could get because, you know, I, I do enjoy my job. Right. Um, and to be honest, man, or both of you, like UNM is, everyone's very, very liberal, far left-leaning. So, like, yeah, it, yeah. it's a, a touchy environment. It's hard to get an honest answer when somebody is very politically biased. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, people, it, it's, it's a, such a complex answer, guys. I can't give you a number. No, All I, I can I tell you is, that. like, when it comes down to it, it's like 
Typically, people that are passing have comorbidities. Obesity is probably one of the hugest contributors that I see. Mm-hmm. The other thing, you know, the high blood pressure and diabetes. Um, but we are getting young people, 28 years old, mm-hmm. 32 years old, 30, you know, 34, 39. You know, I'm, I'm 33. Mm-hmm. Like, uh-huh. I, I couldn't imagine, you know, but... Typically, obesity is probably the biggest contributor that I see. Okay. Um, you know, but people do get better. Yeah. You know, I went to the um, SAC unit, like the, the not-ICU floors, just to help out and put some IVs in, do some blood draws on COVID people. And, you know, there's people there that are getting better. They've been there for a couple of days, getting some supplemental oxygen, mm-hmm. you know, and then at the same time, there are people that may come visit me in the ICU, but people are getting better. Now, Chris, I'm, um, from what I've been hearing, um, would you say that it's probably accurate to say based on the treatments we have for someone once they're uh, determined to be positive for COVID-19, would you say that it's accurate that the treatments we have now within a couple few days, over 99% of people are getting better? No, no, okay. And the reason I say that is okay. we we still don't have a good uh, way of treating it, right? Like I mean, you're just trying to kind of support them mm-hmm. through the time being, right? Because in all honesty, our like you know, with discussion with people on the unit, other nurses, doctors, like you know the the antibodies that we were doing a while back mm-hmm. didn't do anything. We kind of saw some funny business with it with um, uh, an increased inflammatory response a couple of days later. And this is all, you know, just oh. observation. Oh, was Don't this know a, was this if a platelets is. experiment? No, 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 no. The antibodies. Okay. So yeah. Then, and then, like, I was going to say the remdesivir. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Um, haven't really seen anything positive from that. Really? Um. Yeah, the the only thing that we've really noticed that has been decently effective is actually uh, some steroids in the beginning stages. Mm-hmm. And it's more so that since this is a novel virus, uh, your immune system, since it's never seen it before, never recognized it, goes absolutely haywire and uh, essentially overreacts to a situation. Right. And it does so much damage because your, your immune system is capable of just absolutely destroying, you know, uh, invaders, your own body cells. And in the process of the warfare between, the you know, your immune system and the invader, the virus, things around that area is getting destroyed. And that is quite possibly the biggest issue with it. So it's, some of my... You know, Yes, yeah, so some of my research into this is, was that people aren't necessarily dying of the virus itself, but from the cytokine storm that yep, ensues, yep, yep, which, yep. Is, which is what the uh, inflammation, like enormous amount of inflammation is called, as a cytokine yep. reaction, and that also the, the people that, that are dying from it, the ones with comorbidities, the reason that they tend to have uh, an out-of-control cytokine inflammatory reaction is because their body basically knows 
that their immune system cannot handle this, and so they throw everything, including the kitchen sink, at the inflammation, and then when the inflammation gets out of control, that that's kind of what triggers the um, pneumonia-like symptoms, the inflammation in the lungs, and then in some cases also bacterial infection is what I've been reading. So it, it it's yeah. kind of like a snowball it, it, of a bunch of things. Oh, it's a horrible snowball effect because, yeah. like, for instance, you know, if you were the white blood cell and I was the invader of the virus, mm-hmm. um, I'm going to attack you or, you know, vice versa. And the debris that comes off when that, that attack occurs, there's all these red flags and signals for other white blood blood white blood cells to come and yeah. also attack. It becomes a and pile it, it is on. a cascade. Yeah. It, you know, so, you know, considering COVID, uh, you know, goes through the respiratory tract, mm-hmm. you know, that's where it gets hit. But you got to think it's, it's the blood vessels. They're finding that it isn't just your lungs. It's a circulatory system. It's your right. blood vessels that are also getting damaged. So the blood vessels that are feeding your lungs where the gas exchange occurs, so when you breathe mm-hmm. in oxygen and the oxygen goes into the bloodstream, right. those little vessels right in the, that area of your lungs, imagine like essentially a nuclear bomb going off and then gas exchange trying to occur. It doesn't happen. Oh. So when it is bad, it is bad. But also someone with a bad pneumonia without COVID right. that, that's... has symptoms like this. You know, people with a bacterial infection that is septic can lead to this. It's called ARDS, acute respiratory distress syndrome. Um, but at the same time, the bacterial infections don't have that same effect on the circulatory system. COVID is being seen to start attacking your circulatory system. So that's kind of an interesting take on it, uh, kind of scary there's going to be probably a lot of research long-term effects of, uh, you know, people that survive COVID that have gone oh, through yeah. with it. And, you know, there might be, you know, additional comorbidities, you know, after the virus, you know, uh, uh, impaired heart function, you know, respiratory function. Yeah, I know. It's, I... it's going to be interesting. Well, you know, Chris, Natalie and I have mentioned this previously, but... I had, um, my doctor is mostly certain that I had COVID-19 back in January. Mm-hmm. Our and, family had it in March. Yeah, and for me, it lingered on for several weeks because I just thought of it as, well, I've caught another cold or I've, it's kind of weird, but a cold or whatever it is. Because occasionally I'll catch something like that in the wintertime and it goes away pretty quickly. Oh, yeah. but, th- but this did not. This just kind of lingered on. And, and especially the worst part about it was the cough that produced nothing that would not go away. And yeah. so finally somebody said, you know, you should probably go see your doctor. I went and saw my doctor and he prescribed z for me. And I'd already been taking like zinc supplements and vitamin C and all the normal things that I would do to support my immune system for, for being sick. Um, which probably helped, but he gave me the Z-Pack, and in a couple of days, that cough was just about gone, but he said it could linger for several weeks, just a little bit, and it did. But the thing is, even though it eventually went away completely, I did feel there was like a, there was like a weird feeling in my lungs and a little mm-hmm. bit of reduced lung capacity and 
little yep. bit less energy. So I feel like it it did cause some some lasting damage, which seems to be improving uh, now. But it did seem like it lingered and left some lasting damage. Yeah, and and yeah. I don't I don't think um, you know for anyone who accuses us of being science deniers, we've never denied that this virus exists. I mean, we've actually we've experienced it, and for and for me as a mother of children. It was really interesting to show the the gamut of reactions with children because from from the baby and the toddler they just had fevers. Um, yeah. Older children are the ones who had some respiratories, you know, some cough. Um, my husband he was the one hit by it the hardest because he has <coughs> asthma and is really susceptible to pneumonia and bronchitis, and so for him it lasted the longest. And the the he had the hardest hitting effects on his breathing. From my personal experience, I can tell anybody that if you think you have it and you have symptoms that are that are similar similar to what everybody's talking about, especially that cough, don't let it yeah. linger. Get some treatment right away yeah, because call it, your can, doctor. it can be the difference between you having lasting damage or being able to get over it fairly yeah. quickly. So get, get treated I, I right sh- away. If I would have been treated right away, I probably would have had a much better well, result. We were lucky, we were lucky too, because... <laughs> but back then, we didn't know about anything about COVID-19 back in January. Yeah, but my, my husband's doctor yeah. also treated him with a pack, which, you know, the, yeah. that helped as well. And I think what we're finding is, you know, so far, if, if, if you look at sources that are honest about the recovery rates, this does have like a 99.9 or 0.8% recovery rate for most people, but again, like you were saying, Chris, those comorbidities, and particularly in the um, you know the range of the the upper range of the elderly, and they're the ones that are getting really really hit hard by this. I had an, I had another question for you. I was wondering, are you yeah. getting any patients coming in from nursing homes? You no, know, not really. Huh. Okay. Um, and, and that's usually something that, you know, we typically do see, but, um, you know, and at the same time, there are, uh, for instance, the other two ICUs have been accepting COVID patients. Okay. Um, just kind of trying to offset our patient load. So maybe over there, but it hasn't been a big thing to where it was like glaring. Right. You know, the biggest thing that I could tell you is, like, initially the Native American population, like, back in, you know, March, April, May, it was it was predominantly a Native American population. Hmm. And this go-about, it is a just mixed bag. There is, the it's, but, you know, a majority of it, a majority of it is that obesity factor, a couple comorbidities, but then you do have a couple, you know, outliers that are reasonably healthy individuals. Um, yeah, and, and, man, it is windy outside. Oh, yeah, <laughs> Sorry. It is, it is crazy. It is a cold day. And that, that's yeah. the other thing, too, I've, I've heard in this, that the weather is playing um, a big part in that, well, you know, every year the cold, the cold snap coming in kind of is the harbinger of the flu and cold season as it is. So we kind of knew going into this cold, literally cold weather, that there was going to be another upcropping of, you know, upper respiratory 
situations, whether that whether they were COVID-19 or not, are, are you finding some of that to be the case as well, like people coming in with yeah. other respiratory issues as well? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it's every year, you know, we prepare for it. And four years ago, we even talked about doing double occupancy rooms mm -hmm. um, with flu season. Oh, really? Um, yeah, I mean, so it, it's not uncommon that we've considered double, double occupancy, uh -huh. but it didn't happen. We didn't get to that point, mm -hmm. but now it is. Yeah. So, you know, and, and I guess, you know, I've never listened to you guys before. Typically, I'm, you know, an Eddie guy, but <laughs> he's changed up the schedule entirely, and I was like, I'm just going to, you know, chime in. Well, Chris, we're glad and you did. We've, we, we have found uh, you to be very informative, and I'm yes, glad you called you. in. Thank you so much. Yeah, and, and I appreciate it. Um, you know, it, the, the thing is, you know, it, it, for the ICUs, I mean, anyone that tells you differently it doesn't know what's going on. Like, I, I was there two days ago, mm -hmm. and we pretty much entirely on our unit are 100% COVID when we have... 24 beds were, we, we actually, we just menu, or made a new room out of essentially a respiratory closet <laughs> to give you guys an idea. So people that say, like, you know, the ICUs aren't full, this and that, like, mm -hmm. no, we, we, we really are. Yeah, um, and I believe that the ICUs, especially at UNMH, are full. Now, I actually do know some nurses in ICUs at other hospitals, for example, Presbyterian. And they're, uh, yeah, at, at various points throughout this year, they've been mostly empty. And, and even yeah. those nurses would tell me, well, yeah, UNMH is going to fill up first. Their ICUs are going to fill up first. All the hospitals around would rather send their trauma patients to UNMH because you are the main trauma center for yeah. the entire state. It would make sense. They'd send people where they have the most qualified people there to right. handle and the particular see, situation. And that's the biggest thing, guys, to where, you know, I told you we lost almost like half of our staff. Mm -hmm. you got to understand, these are seasoned MICU-trained nurses, right. you know, um, uh, amazing, very skilled individuals, multitaskers, knowledgeable. Um, we're now getting travel nurses that are ICU travel nurses, but they're from all around the country. And don't get me wrong, they are extremely helpful, very, very helpful. But their orientation process is not, it, it's less than a week Wow! to get up to speed to where, and it's typically where are things. Show me where your protocol, protocols are and where are things. Right. Mm -hmm. right. So, you know, you don't know if you're getting the best of the best. You're typically, you're not. Travel nurses... They travel for a reason. It's usually not. Um, <laughs> never mind. Is, uh, well, is there is there any any sign that we're going to be getting back those staff that we lost that you know back in the beginning no, months of this? Probably not. Wow. Probably not. But you know the thing is uh, that's a whole other topic of the mm. ICU turnaround. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the ICUs used to not have this big of a turnaround. Um, and it's just because more younger nurses are saying, oh, I want to get into the ICU, but then to move on to be like a nurse practitioner, oh, a nurse anesthetist. Okay. So it's so a more career choice type thing. 
Yeah, it, it, uh, I mean, I've done nursing for 10 years now. And back in the day, back in the day, 10 years ago, <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's comical. Wow. <laughs> um, you know, people used to be like, I want to be an ICU nurse. And that was that was the career choice. But now it's, you know, I want to be above that. And it's now becoming kind of just a stepping ground where you do have, you know, a, f- a handful of seasoned nurses that have been there that are fixtures that are just, you know, these valuable resources. But you are just kind of this revolving door of turnaround. And you typically keep them for a year, two years, if you're lucky, and then they move on. Wow. Yeah. Well, th- thank you for apprising us of this issue, Chris, because, you know, th- this is something that we don't get through the news, through the media. Um, no. and, and it's yeah. interesting that this is a problem that we're facing now with our ICUs, specifically around the time of corona. It, it's kind of a perfect storm of issues, unfortunately. But thank you so, yeah. so yeah. much for your call. Chris, call us back anytime you want yeah. uh, on any updates you might have because I think your call has been extremely informative. Yes, thank so you. Thank I you think our much. listeners Absolutely. really, really appreciate um, hearing from you. Thanks, Chris. Okay. Yeah, that, that was a good call by Chris. Great call. We, yeah. we love that. We love if you If you are an expert in whatever your given field is and you want to chime in, particularly from your standpoint of expertise, we love that. Yep. Because we don't know everything. That, you know, we don't know everything there is to know about everything, needless to say. But we love to hear from people who are experts For in sure. your field. And I really loved that and, and, and appreciated the honesty uh, about the situation in the hospitals. And I think that's really interesting yeah. that with, with, with all this panic over you know, COVID-19, and with you know, you know whatever the death rate is and whatever the recovery rate is, you know why hasn't anyone talked about this issue that we seem to be having of not it being seemed, able to keep it ICU It seems like staff. the politics just keeps overwhelming everything. Right, because so, I would I would think that the ICU staff turnover would be something that um, UNMH and maybe some politicians could take a look at and maybe incentivize people to stay in the ICU and handle the problem from that perspective. So, you know, that would actually be something that would be useful and yeah. would actually affect yeah. people's lives and life-saving uh, ability. So, Natalie, we have another call. Let's, All right. Uh, who do we got on the line? Uh, you're on the, on the line with Rebecca and Natalie. Okay, caller, you're Hello? in Cuba. Go ahead. Hey, who do we Hello, got? Hello, you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. What's your name? Oh, Michael. Hey, Michael. All right, yeah, uh... I wanted to ask uh, Chris an uh, important question, but he's already, uh, already gone. If he, if he uh, thinks that uh, you hear this uh, once in a while on other shows that uh, people believe that, it was, that this uh, corona was uh, formulated in a weapons, a bioweapons lab in uh, China, and the way he was talking to how it, how it acts and ducks and dies and all that, it, it, you know, it makes sense that it was weaponized. Well, you know, there's a lot of information about that that would uh, support that opinion because there is, in fact, a coronavirus patent on file. It's very interesting. So one of my... one of my it's good part friends. Of that, it's part of that pandemic, you know, part of the yeah. pandemic. Yeah. And then 
And then when you when you say, when you mentioned that on the other show, they usher you off like you're talking about chemtrails or some other conspiracy. conspiracy <laughs> and who knows, there might actually be some truth in them well, from a lot of people I talk to. Well, what I would just encourage everyone to do is see if you can find the actual paper trail of COVID-19. And something that I always find really interesting is that when you when you look for the actual like existence, the formula written out of COVID-19, uh, number one, even looking at the CDC or the World Health Organization website, it's almost always portrayed as SARS-CoV-2 that causes COVID-19 is how it is usually exactly verbatim written out. Uh, one of my good friends is a scientific journalist, and months ago she contacted me and said, Natalie, I cannot find the actual proof of existence of COVID-19. I'm like, what What do you mean? I mean, people are getting sick with it. She's like, I cannot find the written out formula of COVID-19, because usually once a new strain of virus is recognized, it's, uh, for lack of a better term, codified I guess you would say that it's written out as like a biological strain or virus, what have you, and it's entered into you know, a matter of like public or medical record. Well, she can't, she couldn't find it. She still, as far as I know, can't find it to this day. The only place that it actually exists is in a patent from China that I believe was entered in January of this year. You know, some some can check me on that as well. It is extremely hard to find, but so far the only place that it actually exists, you know, written out the actual biological strain of it is in a patent. So, I don't know about you all, but um, yeah, that, that, that tends to sort of underscore the theory that, hey, this might very well have been a weaponized, at the very least, man-tinkered with it a version of It seems of to me that something that you would not be able to patent something that is a natural occurrence. It seems right. like you can only patent something that is man-made. Yeah. So At the very least, man tinkered with this, and, and there is actually a number of evidence um, coming out of, oh, what was it? I, I forget the name of the research institute. Was it Stanford? I'd, I'd have to look it up again. Um, but you know, several research institutes now have taken a look at the Wuhan lab and the things that came out of that lab. Um, and there's a lot of interesting information out there, you all. And again, it's sometimes it's kind of hard to find because unfortunately Google suppresses all of this, okay. so we can't always find. You know, it's it's not always ready to find. But if you do some digging, follow some links. And really look for the actual research to back things up. Then, yeah, you, you can find some very interesting um, studies by respected institutes, and we're not just talking the USA. We're also talking uh, some Swiss and German institutes. I can think of one Swiss doctor in particular, and one German neuroscientist uh, who have looked more deeply into uh, the coronavirus from you know from their different specializations and fields, so the information is out there, um, and at some point we'd like to get a website up and running where we'd like to publish the links to these studies and you know to these various medical institutions 
because they're out there. It's just hard to search because, hmm, yeah, some suppression is happening these days. Michael, thank you very much for your call. So we had started off on this Michigan lawsuit. I guess I'll just continue on that. We got sidetracked there, but that's okay because all of this stuff seems to be kind of uh, hey, if it's blending a, together these days. If it's on your mind, call about it. Yeah. We'll, we'll get Two, it on my, our mind, too. 266-1600, again, is the number. So yes. if you want to call in and join us, feel free. Um, so on this Michigan lawsuit again, the next thing here I have is defendants instructed election workers to not verify signatures on absentee ballots. That's a big to one. To backdate absentee ballots mm-hmm. and to process such ballots, ballots regardless of their validity. So they're taking these absentee ballots, the the ones that arrive. It, it's almost like, okay, if you were watching on election night, you know that there were several states which decided to stop counting ballots yes. at like 10 o'clock or whenever that was. And then suddenly, in the middle of the night, by the time you got up in the morning again, suddenly the election results had completely changed. And flipped by millions of votes. Completely changed. Hmm, As a matter of fact... I even caught a a clip from CNN where they were showing election results there, and somebody caught this because CNN broke away from it like in a split second to where you hopefully wouldn't see it. But it clearly showed that votes got taken away from Trump and added and to Biden simultaneously, to Biden. Yes. and then boom, they cut it right the then. Exact, so you the see exact it. number of votes got taken away from Trump, and yep. the exact number of votes got added to Biden's tally. So they so they stopped the they stopped the counting at around ten o'clock, which seemed to be a coordinated effort for several states, and then suddenly in the middle of the night, they had these unverified ballots dumped off by the hundreds of thousands. And then suddenly, Biden's ahead. Yes. And this lawsuit that Michigan, they filed in Michigan, which there's lawsuits, similar lawsuits being filed in, sep- in other states as well. Mm-hmm. But I just printed this one out because I'm just going to use this one as an example just to give you an idea of the kind of stuff that it appears that they're trying to get away with. And this, this lawsuit, too, also understand, it's not from the Trump campaign themselves. This is, this is sponsored by people of... Detroit People citizens were worker volunteers. Who, who are just concerned and deeply disturbed over what they saw. That's why all the exhibits in this complaint are affidavits from people. Mm-hmm. So they are sworn testimony that they are accountable for in court, lest anyone try to say, oh, it's just their word against whoever. No, they've gone on the record, and if they perjure themselves, the consequences are real. To have a false affidavit in a court of law, you can be held in contempt of court at the very least. Um, You can also potentially be fined in jail, depending depending on the state and the court. So they've got these people, so, so many... Hundreds of people across the country, thousands, have gone on record. And can you really tell me it's a conspiracy theory that thousands of people have have been willing to risk perjuring themselves for a conspiracy theory? And what the mainstream news has been saying, they've been saying, oh, well, there's no evidence to prove any of this. It's like, bull, there is too. There's a lot of evidence to prove this. And a lot of people have come forward that have witnessed this and are... 
doing affidavits, and they're coming forward, and they're saying that they've witnessed this fraud going on. And I think the most interesting thing about this specific case against um, the city of, I believe it's against the city of Detroit election commission, yeah, specifically it's against their election commission and the clerk of the city of Detroit, um, is that the way they decided to enter this complaint is not just the complaint, but also they made a motion for an ex parte temporary restraining order. Ex parte is Latin for without their knowledge or without the other party's knowledge. And the reason for that, they, they gave the reasoning down in the, the motion for the restraining order, was that they have a real fear that the city of Detroit's election commission may try to do away with evidence. They may try to destroy evidence. So the way they went about this is to try to get a restraining order against the election commission of Detroit to stop them from you know going forward with potential election fraud, but also to stop them from getting rid of the evidence. And that is huge. If this goes through, that's huge if they get granted the temporary restraining order. Looks like we got another caller in the Kiva. Okay, who do we got on the line? Caller, you're in the Kiva. Go ahead. Hello, what's your name? Hello, caller. You are in the Kiva. That's you. Maybe not. <laughs> Maybe not. Going once. Call us back. Going twice, yes. Call us back. We want to hear what you got have to say. So then this goes on to say, after election officials announced the last absentee ballots had been received, another batch of unsecured and unsealed ballots without envelopes enjoy, in, arrived in trays at the TCF Center there were tens of thousands of these absentee ballots, and apparently every ballot was counted and attributed only to Democrat candidates. Now, Ooh. what's the chance of that? And, you know, I saw video footage of people like Project Veritas and stuff like that showing these supposed ballots coming in, people hauling them in in coolers, in suitcases, um, arriving in cars that had out-of-state license plates, the whole thing just smells of fraud. Yeah. So we have another call. Um, so go ahead, caller. Uh, who do we have on the line? Caller, you're in the Kiva. Go ahead. We got the caller on the line. Caller, that's you in the Kiva. We might be having some phone problems. Well, that would okay. be interesting. Oh, here we go. Caller, are you in the Kiva? Uh, nope, I think they just hung up. Oh, okay. Darn. Okay, well, call us back. Call us back. So, I saw video, Project Veritas has been extremely helpful in oh, yes. a lot of this fraud that's going on, where they have caught these people doing this stuff, and these ballots should be securely delivered. You can't just... Drop right, them there, off and, and have lose control of them. There's in supposed transit. to be a chain of custody that's right. established, etc. Yeah, part of the problem, I mean, part of the lawsuits are coming in because in uh, Washtenaw County, uh, the lawsuits claiming again, and this is unfortunately not unique, but there are more registered voters than people old enough to vote. And I've heard about uh, actually people confirming that in fact their pet voted in the election. As well as people 120 plus years old. Yeah. Yeah. Biden, the only uh, segment of society that Biden led the vote count in against Trump was against seniors 
over 120 years old. Well, here's so. an interesting one here. Defendants, uh, defendants systematically use false information to process ballots, such as using incorrect or false birthdays. Many times the election workers insulted, inserted new names into Ooh. the QVF after the election and recorded these new voters as having a birth date of 1-1-1900. Holy moly. Well, we got two callers in the okay, Kiva. Let's well, take the first one. Absolutely. Who do we got on the line? Okay, caller, you're in the Kiva. Go ahead. Yeah, can you hear me now? Yes, I can hear you. What's your name? Uh, Michael. Hey, Michael. We had another Michael. Yeah. That's the second Michael. Yeah, and, uh, on uh, on Rush Limbaugh's show, uh, Giuliani came on and said that the software, they discovered, they traced the software all the way to George Soros. First they went out of the country, then uh, they realized that the, um, the main uh, owner of it was, was uh, Giuliani, I mean, was, uh, was uh, Soros. And here so is there, another, big, here is another big interesting right thing I heard, Michael, and I heard this today, that apparently the... There have been multiple instances of people that are like poll, poll workers being able to log into the software over the Internet from off location. So are they trying to tell us that these voting machines and the stuff that counts the votes are online? And then I even heard another rumor. I don't know if this rumor is, is true or not, mm -hmm. but I heard that the Army came in to a place in... Germany and confiscated some of these Dominion servers. Now, what? I haven't verified this, but this was all over this morning. Oh, well, hey, there's some foreign election interference well, there. Hey, I thought that mattered. If these counting machines are online, we've always been told that they're separate and they're not online, but if they're online, they are completely open to hacking. Absolutely. Wow. Wow. Well, great point, Michael. Thank you. And what? who else do we have in the Kiva? Caller, you're in the Kiva. Go ahead. Hello? Hello. Who do we have? This is Leo. Oh, hey, Leo. Leo. Hey. Leo's our buddy. He calls in and talks to us. <laughs> yeah, just to make sure, uh, uh, last time you called me Dr. Lucetto, I'm actually just a certified CNA, but uh, I wanted to talk to you guys. Uh, I had talked to you guys uh, last week, and uh, things are starting to move along as far as getting some uh, uh, former candidates and some uh, um, Trump supporters, patriots as well, on uh, moving forward to get a recount in New Mexico. So, yes. Uh, some of the things that we uh, have already found, uh, not on my end, but on the person who I'm working with, uh, don't want to go around saying names and right. who, what, where, and why, yeah. uh, just because they want to bust a bubble on this. But we have been finding people. Um, one of them voted 137 years old. Wow. What? That's amazing. That's got to be a record. Oh, come on. Yeah, yeah that, that's got to be a Guinness Book of World Records. I haven't heard of people living that long since biblical days. Right. Right, exactly. <laughs> How old was so, Moses um, when he died? I, I think he was older than 137, but people apparently lived a lot longer back then. Yeah, and uh, we're finding uh, vast amounts of that in, uh, in counties of Mora, San Miguel. Mm-hmm. You know, and so a lot of that has to do with uh, situations with the polling that you guys were talking about earlier, you know. Yes. And so that that that's a big uh, case with fraud, you know. So yeah. Leo, question for you here, because I know a lot of our listeners are interested in what can they do to help call for a recount in New Mexico? Because I mean, we, we, we may talk about Detroit this, 
um, you know, Arizona, that Georgia, and what's going on in Pennsylvania. But here at home, how can we help call for a recount? You still there, Leo? Yeah, yeah, I'm still here. Okay. Uh, so some of the things that we can do is that uh, uh, one of the things we can definitely do is uh, count your uh, call your uh, local um, candidate members. Uh, okay. uh, that's one of the things you could have done. Uh, but more importantly, so like representatives, call senators, representatives, senators. Uh, more importantly, uh, call the DOJ. The ah. DOJ is very important. And leave a message with him. Um, that's one example. Um, we're trying to get like a little thing together here and another can- a former candidate to uh, get this push moving a little bit further with uh, what's going on. Okay. So uh, that's one thing that we have on the agenda. Now, uh, I did have – I, sorry, I did have someone send me a link to the Department of Justice – where you can actually enter a complaint? Do you think that is something? You can, you can just send them a general message. Uh, let's see here. Justice.gov slash DOJ slash web form. And you can actually write a message to the Department of Justice and send that directly from their website. Uh, also, what's been going on is that uh, we're uh, there's a platform. I'm not sure if we've gotten it started yet, but we've... Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, one of the candidates that was running has come up with a number of close to $6 million that may be needed to do a recount because, uh, as you may or may not know, anything after a uh, voting percentage of 1% of uh, recounting starts requiring that you uh, um, apply money towards it uh, wow. to get a recount. So we're trying to get the Department of Justice, um, federal, DOJ, to look this way on that issue. So that's one of the things we are looking at. So, yeah. So call the DOJ, call your local reps and senators, demand a recount. The more people that we have making noise over this, the better. And 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 who should they call, Leo, if they actually have proof, like if they're a witness to potential fraud, voter fraud? Oh, definitely. I would call the DOJ okay. uh, for sure. Uh, leave your name and your message with that. Uh, that's one way you can go about doing that. Mm-hmm. Like I said, talk to your uh, your senators. Talk to your uh, state of House of Representatives. Mm-hmm. You can talk with those individuals as well. That's another way of uh, having that discussed with somebody. And, and I um, can't stress enough to write it down. Yes, above all, yeah. write it down. Try to remember names. Try to remember yeah. dates. Uh, see if you have potential witnesses that would like to step forward uh, as well. That would be another uh, method of doing so. And, it, uh, and it, you know, and if you do, just like this uh, this Michigan lawsuit I've been reading, these affidavits come forward and do an affidavit and tell people what you saw, because that's the exactly. only way we're going to do anything about this is if people come forward and they do a sworn testimony. So, hey, Leo, thanks, Leo, for your call. Thank you so much. Leo is always a wealth of information. Um, We definitely appreciate him being one one of the movers and shakers trying to really get a recount in New Mexico. And, And don't give up on New Mexico, you all. I know that there's 
a lot of people out there who've lived here all you know all our lives and we think oh but it's always this way it's always going to be this way don't give into that you can do something you can do something you can affect change here in New Mexico and you know there at this point i really believe there's more of us than there are of them there are more of us patriots who want change who want to keep our freedoms and enjoy our free society than there are of people who wanted to drown in the mire of socialism and communism. And what, and what the mainstream media and big tech is doing is they're trying to make you feel as though you are in a minority when in fact you are not. You know, one of the, one of the simple things you can do too, turn off cable news. Turn off Fox, CNN, MSDNC, all of that. Trust um, me. In fact, you, you know, turn off the, even your Facebook uh, go go over to Parlor. Turn off YouTube. Go over to Rumble. Um, e- even this radio station, you know, turn on Rock of Talk. You can even listen to it on the app. You can even go to Rock of Talk slash chat, and now you can get directly access to reruns. I think it's of actually Rock of Talk dot chat or yeah. dot chat. Yeah, it's yeah. it's www.rockoftalk.chat. And that's a Thank new you. feature that the station added recently, so I suggest you check it out. Yeah, you can listen to reruns. Uh, often the reruns are annotated, so now you actually are able to search through the content of the actual radio show. Plus Eddie puts up articles. You can you you now have a place to go to where you can find real news. So you know, instead of wasting money on cable news, um, which has done nothing but betray the American people and betray the people who truly care about keeping our freedoms in this country, stop giving them your money. Go to rockoftalk.chat. And it's only $5 a month, or you can sign up for an entire year, $55 for the entire year. Anyone who's ever done any kind of subscription service, like I believe Washington like Washington Post, I believe, has a subscription or a paywall, um, that is one heck of a good deal. So you can do your own part. Stop giving your money to people who don't care about your freedoms and... Start getting your news from a trusted source, especially local news here in New Mexico. There's a huge, um, and people call it a conspiracy theory. It's not a theory if you can prove it. And there is a huge conspiracy out there of people that want to jam Sleepy Creepy Joe down Down your throat. Okay? Trust me, you do not want Sleepy Creepy Joe to be President of the United States. And he may have declared himself the winner... But I'm sorry. He may have created an (laughs) office all for himself. Oh, the office of the president-elect. I thought that was just so funny. That's like, like, oh, my gosh. Really? Just imagine if Trump had done that. Oh, yeah. Can can you imagine the outcry? Oh, my gosh. He's such a dictator. (laughs) He just made a non-existent office for himself. Like, wait, Sleepy Joe just did The office of the president-elect is is a real thing. No, it's not. it, it, It exists in his head. Yes. And and the mainstream news, they're out there saying that he's been declared the winner. And no, he's not. He's the, the the votes have not been certified. There are huge numbers of of things going on with lawsuits right now. And we got another call. Oh yeah, oh, we got another call. That's awesome. All right, okay. all right, caller, you are on the Kiva. Who do we have on the line? Hi. Yes, uh, my name's Jeff. Hi, hey, Jeff. And, um, 
I uh, received a, a message, um, and I believe it was from a Facebook messenger, okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, I received it uh, Friday at uh, 6.13 p.m., it says. And um, as I'm on, I get these messages forwarded, you know, back and forth. And um, and it said basically, um, well, I'll just read it. It's very, very short, okay? So, okay. Um, and it says, quote, I just got a message that says the president is requesting that every registered voter send him a snail mail letter uh, to demand a full audit of all 50 states. And they, they want you to send the president, Donald Trump, at Care of White House, 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue, yes. Washington, D.C. And um, he will use this as evidence to the Supreme Court. He's asking that all of us send him hard copy uh, uh, letters, you know, hard copies, written mm-hmm. out letters, as evidence that we uh, people are demanding an audit. Please yes. do this tomorrow. I saw that tomorrow. one, too. As soon as- Okay, okay, good. Yes, so Eddie actually, it, uh, yeah, Eddie Aragon actually talked about this, uh, I believe it was earlier this week, at the beginning of this week, I if see. I remember correctly, that yes, we need to, we need to make our voices heard. And one of the ways that the president can prove that the people no longer have confidence in our election process is if we write him physically. And like you said, send it to the White House. Um, the, the Pennsylvania Avenue address. If he has millions of people sending him letters, hey, we want a recount in our state. We want recounts. We don't have confidence in this election process. We believe that there was fraud, et cetera, et cetera. Physical evidence is still king. And you know there's a million MAGA march going on in Washington, D.C. today. Yep, right now. Right and now, as a matter morning. of fact, this morning here in Albuquerque, even then, they were organizing another uh, big another march there, as well up to the Capitol. Yes. So, if anyone is at the Stop the Steal rally up in Santa Fe right now, hey, give us a call. We would love to have a live update on you know, on how many people are there, who the speakers are, what's it like, are the police there? You know, we we don't know. We're here. Otherwise, we'd be with you all. Um, but yes, that's a really good point, Jeff. We need to be mailing the president. We need to make sure that we get our voice heard. I know several people who've sent letters like that as well. Millions of snail mail letters would be quite uh, impressive. Yeah, yeah. Let's just inundate the White House. Let's give them all of the proof they need that we want recounts. Yeah. We want recounts. We want them now. We do not trust our election system anymore. And it's really sad that we have gotten to this point um, because if we cannot have faith in our election process, then that means that we no longer have faith in our government and we no longer choose our own government. And that is a dangerous, dangerous position for this country to be in, ladies and gentlemen. We have got to address it now we have got to demand election transparency. Now we've got to demand voter ID. Because how else are you going to make sure the dead people and pets don't vote? Right. And they have Show actual your ID. hard evidence of dead people that have voted. How hard is that? I'm, like, I'm sorry. If I want to go down to a packaged liquor store today and get some whatever, I don't know, Jim Bean... You actually, sorry, wrong choice. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to get some beer. I have to show my ID. 
I want to get a pack of cigarettes, I don't know why I would, but if I wanted to, I have to show ID. Yeah. You had to show ID to get into the DNC convention. It's like, how could anybody possibly argue against the concept of voter ID? It just makes sense. Why wouldn't you do it? It would eliminate all of this stuff that's been going on. Every bit of fraud that is being that is being uh, brought up right now, none of this could go on if we simply had voter ID. I, yeah. I don't really see what the problem is. Well, you know what the problem is? Those who have been opposing voter ID are the Democrat Democrat the ones who want to cheat. If you they really, want to cheat. Yeah, here's the thing. If you really, really believe in a fair election process, if you really believe in every single person having an equal vote and an equal say, then why are you so against voter ID? Oh, it's a racist. Well, I don't know how it can be racist since everyone who's a, oh, wait, yeah, citizen of the United States can automatically get a, a valid ID Hmm. Well, here's a question Gee. for you. How do you prove you are who you say you are if your face is hidden behind a mask? Oh, yeah. good one. Yeah. I don't good know. Good one, Jaybird. Yeah, the, the, the whole mask thing is whole whole other ID uh, fiasco in and of itself. But, yeah, if you're, if you're not going to cheat, then you should have no problem demanding voter ID. But, hey, if you are going to cheat, yeah, voter ID just might make things a little bit harder for you. I have yet to hear an actual sane argument against using voter ID. Well, every time you mention voter ID, you're a racist. Racist. And and that's what they say every time. Racist, racist. It's like, really? really? I'm a racist? I didn't know I was a racist. I mean, I've never had a problem getting an ID. I mean, yeah, I might have to jump through some hoops because of the real ID here in New Mexico. Uh, But, yeah, I don't have a problem getting an ID, um, regardless of my skin color. So, you know, anyone anyone who's a citizen, a legal citizen of the United States, can get a valid driver's license. Um, or even if yeah. they can't get a driver's license, they can still get can a, still get a, a photo of photo ID thing that looks like a driver's license, only it's not a driver's license. Either way, it serves the same purpose as, yeah. as proven identification. Who yeah, who you are. Because, yeah, I'm, I'm sorry, you know, my, my I, I have dead relatives, and bless their souls, um, I don't think they'd, they'd be very happy knowing that they voted Democrat in this last election. Probably not, Just no. saying. Yeah. And by the way, everybody, again, our phone number is 266-1600 if you want to call and join yep. join in with us. Uh, join and we the conversation. Have, we have Jay Bird answering your calls. Hello, hello, hello. And he is also producing our show. So that's kind of a new arrangement here at the Kiva, and I just thought I would give him credit for what he's doing. Yes, yes. So, so many good things, new things coming your way. I know a lot of people have said, hey, we never heard you ladies on the show before. Well, because, you know, this is <laughs> our uh, only our second week second of week. the live Liberty Ladies Unite show where Rebecca and I unite over many different topics of the day. And, of course, near and dear to all of our hearts right now is this election process that yeah. is just drawing out and out and out. And, and I do want really quick here want to plug, um, if, if you want to get really good, accurate election updates, go to Epoch Times, E-P-O-C-H Times. They've got a great site, you know, right at the front, front of their website, 
They have the election results map. You can look at the senator's race. You can look at representatives, et cetera. And, of course, you know, the, the way that you know that it's true and it's accurate and fair is because Facebook doesn't like it. Yeah. So every time that I post their site on Facebook, Facebook is like, oh, well, th- this isn't backed up. This is this might be mostly false. This is missing context. <laughs> I'm like, okay, so give me the context. Anytime Facebook puts you in Facebook jail, then <laughs> you know that you're, you're doing something right. Precisely. It's like, okay, confirmed. Yeah. On the right track. So, some Epic of our good time. friends that are always out there sharing great information are are getting put in Facebook constantly jail constantly. Getting, yeah, yeah. So we have another call. So who do we have? Uh, you're in with us in the Kiva. Caller, you're in the Kiva. Go ahead. Hello, in the Kiva. Hello, you need to turn your radio off in the background and listen through your phone. Hello? Hello, caller. Hello? Yeah, turn your radio off, otherwise uh, you hear a delay, and it makes it hard to talk. Oh, I did. I, I didn't think I was getting it. <laughs> What's your name? Kenny. Hi, Kenny. Nice uh, nice to have you call us. Uh, you have to be on American Idol to be able to have your judge vote you. <laughs> <laughs> and if you don't win that way... How can you win? <laughs> That's right. Hey, there's only one of us that can sing, and I'll let you guess which one that is. <laughs> what, Dan? Only one of us can sing, but you have to guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But so. if America votes, they can't figure it out. <laughs> right. Yeah, you, you can somehow tabulate millions of Americans' votes on a TV show, but we can't get it together for an election. Yeah. Yeah, isn't that something? Maybe they need to take some instructions from the um, from staff Simon of American Cowell. Idol. Yeah. <laughs> Simon Cowell needs to join us. Oh, my change. God. Simon, Simon Cowell, I miss him so much in American Idol. I used to watch him all the time. Oh I remember this one girl one time. She was just the most horrible singer ever, and she got up, and she got done singing, and I always loved Simon Cowell's blunt honesty. And he told her, he says, you know, he said, I think that's what it would sound like if you threw a cat off a tall building. <laughs> <laughs> and it's I like, always, I like cats, so I that's terrible. I always love how brutally honest he was. Um, so I actually got a text from from someone here about an article that I actually did see earlier today that California governor went to a party and violated his own virus rules. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, Governor, so governor Newsom. Newsom. Gavin Newsom pled with Californians to resist the temptation to socialize with friends and relatives outside their household, but um, it turns out he couldn't resist. Yeah, he even acknowledged it Friday, like, okay, per- perhaps we should have rethought that or, or, or changed the type of party or something like that. Oh, you yeah. think you should have rethought that, Governor Newsom? So, yeah, maybe I'll talk about this article that I pulled oh, up on yeah. Governor Newsom. This- we talked about this on our webcast, but I'm going to talk about this here since we just kind of ended up talking about Governor Newsom. Woo-hoo. So he has set forth some guidelines for people to follow when they are having their Thanksgiving celebrations. Yep. So all gatherings must include no more than three households, including hosts and guests, and must be held outdoors, lasting for two hours of less or less. Okay, so... This was another thing we were going to talk about, the First Amendment. So, hold on. So, so you're saying Governor Newsom in California is saying you can get together just 
use some reasonable accommodations, but we're here in New Mexico, and you better not even think about getting together. Well, yeah, pretty that. much, yeah. I would too. say that uh, Governor Newsom and our dictator governor probably have a lot of things in common. Oh, yeah, probably. So, but the thing is, is okay, and we established this early on, yes, there is a virus, mm-hmm. and some people die from this virus. Yeah. Some people die from a lot of things. So, but we still have the First Amendment. We still have freedom to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Yeah. That's a very, very broad thing in this country. We still have the right to peaceably assemble. And I'm sorry, peaceably, like, we're, we're peaceably assembling right now. Yeah. Um, I, if, if I decide to have a dinner with friends, that's a peaceable assembly. Going to church, peaceable assembly. Even going to the grocery store along with whoever happens to be shopping at the time, peaceable Assembly. We still have the right to peaceable assembly. Nobody can take that away from us. And it do, it does not say in the Constitution, you have the right to peaceably assemble unless there's a pandemic or right. unless there's an emergency or no, unless. No, there is that no caveat. That no. is that is it. That is the end. You have personal liberty to peaceably assemble. That is it's not in the Bill of Rights because. The government is granting it to you. That's simply pointing out that this is one of these things that you absolutely have protection for. And no virus or no anything prevents you from having that personal liberty. And no governor, no mayor, no anyone can dictate to you what you do inside your own home, including wearing your freaking mask. Okay, you know, if someone wants to wear their mask in their own home... That's their business. Knock yourself out. I'm not going to tell you that you can't do it. Now, I might disagree with that or think it's kind of funny or silly or whatever my opinion is, but I'm not going to say that you can't do that. But for sure, no governor can tell us we have to wear a mask inside our home. Are you insane? Actually, the answer is yes, she is. It looks like we got another caller in the Kiva. Or not. Okay, I guess they dropped. Or, or we not. Dial tone in the Sorry, we got dial tone in the Kiva. Wow. I think the funniest thing about this Gavin Newsom thing is that he, he tried to actually lay out how people can have gatherings in their homes, or rather, I believe it's outdoors. And also, he tried regulating the Thanksgiving punch bowl. Oh, I wonder if he's also going to start giving you what uh, the approved menu for the Thanksgiving dinner Probably. is. Probably. I wonder I, if they followed the punch bowl rules at the party he attended. Mm. Uh, maybe he'll take a page from Bloomberg's book and, and actually cater it if you uh, believe in certain things. <laughs> oh, so he's going to pay for everything too? Okay. Well, I, I have certain staple items I like in my Thanksgiving dinner. I have to have my mashed potatoes and, of course, the turkey yeah. and um, green beans. I have this special <laughs> recipe for green beans that are just fantastic. It's mm. kind of modeled after what my great-grandmother used to make. Ooh. And uh, corn, and i got to have gravy, and it's like you got to have those things. So oh, yeah, hopefully Governor Newsom doesn't <clears throat> decide against my menu choices as well. Right, so well, it'd be more Governor Wuhan Luhan. Wuhan so, Luhan. Looks like we got another caller in the Kiva. Caller, you're in the Kiva? Go ahead. Hello? Okay, you need to turn your radio off in the background. It's off. Okay, so who do we got on the phone? Uh, my name is Lynn. Hi, Lynn. Nice. I'm, a caller, I'm a 
I'm a Colorado resident. I'm on I-25 heading to Arizona right now, and I heard your station. I had a couple of questions. I'm not sure if you covered it because I just turned in, tuned in. Oh, yeah, yeah. I have three, three questions, your mind. if I could. Yeah. Well, one, um, I was curious about, I don't watch too much media because the whole situation with Fox News and CNN and all that are against the president. Oh, that's so, disappointing, isn't it? Yeah, it's very disappointing. But so TikTok, I, I like TikTok, and that's not the only social media. I don't have Facebook or Instagram, any of that, mm-hmm. but TikTok. I saw a lot of videos. There's a retired Air Force General McKenna or somebody like that that has a theory that the CIA had some, um, I'm not sure if you heard about it, but a uh, um, thing CIA was using that, that twisted the votes and stuff and they could manipulate yeah. it. Are you familiar with that? Yes, yeah. it's called and a then, Hammer. Yeah. And then um, yes, it was also formulated into Scorecard, which was actually used in the yes. 2012 election under Obama and Biden. Hmm, funny. Nice. So I was curious about that one, and I'd like to ask two quick, quick questions, and I'll get off and see if uh, see if you'd like to entertain them. But the second thing is, is the watermark uh, issue true? And the the first one is, I've heard stories about there's so many registered people in each state, and the numbers are showing more people that are aren't registered. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, um, is that is that true, or is that it? Can that be validated? Like, if you have, you know say, three million people registered voters on both sides their entirety, and you have eight million voted or, or four million or whatnot, is that a valid uh, yeah, so, discrepancy there? To so in, yeah, so in the county, great question. So in the county of, um, I believe it's Milwaukee, they have way more votes than registered voters. Now, their excuse, their excuse was that they had more day of voter registrations because in many states you can register to vote the same day and and still vote so they're they're saying well we just had that many more voter registrants the same day of election day uh, the only problem is that they're getting dangerously close to 100% of their population. And Which 100% never vote. No, and and also never. the other thing, too, is in some counties, I believe this was true in Michigan and um, Pennsylvania, there are some counties that they are over the number of residents that are of legal age to vote, meaning 18 and up. So they have more votes than people who are actually able to vote. Hmm. So, so these wow. are some of the things that are being looked at. Um, and one thing that I would encourage people to do is, you know, go, t- go take a look at the map of the, the votes in a given state, and it can break it down by county. And you can actually do a search on how many people live in that county. And you can yeah, even man. find the breakdown of how many people are of voting age or registered to vote in that county as well. So a lot of this, especially TikTokers, and I love TikTokers, um, got, gosh, you all, you all are a special breed, and I mean that with the highest of compliments and love out there because you guys tend to be on the breaking edge of news before it hits the news. When well, my a lot co- of the people are say on TikTok are saying um, that, that none of this stuff is coming out on mainstream media. And right. They have to get their, their factual news from TikTok, which is crazy. And uh, it just it does doesn't make any sense. And just while I'm passing through on I-25, I was wondering if you guys give out your phone number. Could you could you throw an area code in there? I'd oh yeah. Go over and Google it to find Sorry. out because I'm yeah. not from here. Yeah. But yeah. No, no big deal. Just I mentioned no it a couple deal. of times, but we don't do it all the time. We'll start saying it more. Yeah, we'll, right, we'll, right. we'll, we'll I, say I it every you. time. 
Well, thank you so much, Lynn, that. and thank thank you for passing through Drive our beautiful safe, state. And I wish feel we could, free to call well, us again. Yeah, I wish we could encourage well, you, you to you stop. Awesome. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I, I wish I could encourage you to stop off and enjoy our beautiful state, but um, no, all I can do is exhort you, get out of here. Our don't state kind get of sucks trapped. right now, to be honest with you. <laughs> yeah, don't get trapped yeah. here, whatever you yeah, do. It's, it's the land of entrapment. Pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. All right, you guys take care. Thank you, Lynn. Safe travels. Safe travels. Wow, out out of state. Well, out of state, but happens to be in state. So let me give that number again for calling because that's right. I have mentioned the area code before, and I'll 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 mention it again. Five zero five is our area code. Two six six sixteen hundred is the number. So we actually have a lot of people that listen from out of area. And you can even listen on the Rock of Talk app on mm-hmm. your smartphone. And as long as you have Internet service, I do that a lot when I'm yes. out driving around. Yes. It's like I've called in so many times and bugged Daddy on his, on his show when I've been out driving around. I remember a while back I was driving all the way out to Louisiana. Oh, and, yeah. And I was listening to the app uh, on my car radio when I was going out there. So I was going through Texas and I was going through Oklahoma and I was going through Louisiana. And... Um, and I called and talked to Eddie a number of times, and mm-hmm. uh, yeah, so. So yeah, the app is great. I've I've got an old radio at home, so I can't always get you know it's one of those old things with a wire for an, an antenna, and it's kind of hit or miss. So I, I love to listen to Rock of Talk at home, but if that radio is not working and it's just too staticky, I'm like ah, just just jump on the app. There we go, yeah. clear signal. Clear signal, not interrupted. And all your newer cars, for the most part, they'll link up to your phone via Bluetooth and things oh, like yeah. that. And that's what I normally do. Yeah, when I'm driving go, to, go to www.rockoftalk.chat, too. That's another way. Uh-huh, um, to get to the app. Right now, we, this, is, this is a brand new app for us here. So we're looking at 800 people in two days. We're trying to get to 10,000 yes, by January 20th it. of 2021. Oh, I think so, we can do it. I, yeah, yeah, I think we can. we got we a lot of good that. people out there. So let's see if we can get to that. Yeah, go sign up. And the main reason you want to sign up for rockoftalk.chat is that way we can't get taken down by, oh, Facebook or YouTube or right. SoundCloud even that we used to use before. Um, you don't have to depend on some other Internet service or, you know, website that's going to be like, oh, oh we just decided. Because they are going after truth with a vengeance. Yeah, yeah. you don't have to depend on an independent site who's going to suddenly decide one of these days that, oh, no, Eddie Aragon's an enemy of the people, and, yeah, you can't listen to his stuff anymore. So, you know, plus yep. it's also a great way to support your local radio station that is a disseminator of truth and patriotism, because, man, we need it, and we need to keep this radio station going because it is one of the last few places on the airwaves in New Mexico to hear the truth. You used to be able to hear a lot of conservative talk on 770, but oh, that's I just know. totally gone. It's just as soon as Scott Stigler left, just yeah. it, it's gone. I, I'll, I'll tune in there. I'll listen to Rush Limbaugh, and then that's I tune back it. into here, yeah. and, that, and that's what I listen to. Hey, are you, you're talking about the other station. The uh, other let's station. Let's talk about our They're station. Sad. Yeah, the other it's station. It's so sad. It's so, so here's, depressing. Here's the deal They've too. got a bunch of liberal hacks talking on there now. Life happens. Thing, you get busy. Sometimes you need a podcast, too, so... Go to rockoftalk.chat. You can get podcasts from there, too. So you oh, can listen right. at your leisure. Um, you know, and right now, uh, there's no paywall through Wednesday. So go go check it out. See yeah, what you think. Check it's, it out. It's, it's try, a really great site. Try it out for site. free for now. 
By the way, my roommate Mark, he uh, texted me and said I left out cranberry sauce on my ho- on oh, my holiday Thanksgiving yeah. menu. Yeah, got got to have the cranberry sauce. And looks like we got some callers in the Kiva. Who do we got on the phone? All right, caller, you're in the Kiva. Go ahead. Uh, yes, um, this is the second week I caught the show yesterday. I mean, last Saturday, which was really good and informative. Awesome. Um, I did have a question about yesterday. I tried to tune in to Eddie's program at 4 o'clock, and it was dead air for like 10 minutes, and then I didn't get him on, and I think it went to the program after that. Is hmm. Was hmm. there some kind of technical difficulties yesterday that you may know about? That were, were, you on, that? were you on the app, or were you tuning in via radio waves? I was tuning in via sixteen hundred AM. Okay. Okay. Um no, I'm not sure. Maybe we look at I into was kinda predisposed yesterday, so I missed out on that one. Yeah, emergency room. Yeah, I was that. being yeah. tortured in the hospital all day long yesterday. <laughs> oh good. That's that's no fun. Oh yeah. god. Oh yeah. well oh, I, my little accident let me tell you something that you that is the worst <laughs> possible thing you can possibly happen to you. Is I fell on my face and made a really nasty cut on my face that is the worst thing in the world having your face numbed so that they can stitch it they had to stick it with a needle it's like talking about a a really serious level of pain (laughs) i mean that's it yeah your your face is it has a lot of oh and the doctor even warned me he said i'm just going to tell you right now he said this is going to hurt fun yeah we got another caller in the kiva caller you're in the kiva go ahead Hello, what's your name? Yeah, this is Mike. Mike, you said? Yeah. Okay. And uh, you mentioned the other station. Yes. I was a loyal listener for about 20 years, and in the last six months, they've done a complete 180-degree turn. They have, haven't they? It's so disappointing. Yeah. I've, you know, from, from Darren White all the way through the afternoon, it's, it's just a bunch of liberal crap and propaganda. It is. I don't even listen to them anymore. And wow. and it's not even and and it's like all day long. It seems like they're hammering you on the brainwashing. Uh, and I'm not going to say the word. I'm going to avoid using the word on here. But it starts with a V or start, it starts with a C and ends with a D. And I'm not going <laughs> to say that word, okay? Because I am getting so sick of that word getting shoved down my throat. I think that's going to have to be. The uh, eighth word added to the seven words you cannot say. <laughs> right. Yeah, I was told by Eddie there are certain words that we cannot say over the air, and I'm just going to add that word to our list of profane words that we cannot say. There you go. There, there you we go. go. Well, well, we're I'll always glad. When I, when I came here in 1997, I registered as a Republican, wow. and every time I went to vote, there was a problem. Oh, yeah. you're not registered. Oh. You're not on our list. You're not this. You're not that. Wow. I registered as a Democrat, and I get to vote on every issue every year and get all kinds of propaganda in my mailbox, but at least I get to vote. At le- you know, it helps, <laughs> it helps to know, the, know your enemy, don't it? So, it so, so, Mike, you're saying that you eventually had to switch registered parties so that you could be able to vote? It would seem that way, and I'm not the only one. I've told that story to several people who have had the same experience. And I think a lot of it was because I was at University of New Mexico, Ooh. and I registered with ACORN. 
Oh, my God, Acorn. Uh, okay. Going around, you don't even hear about them anymore, but I remember who they are. Yeah, and, you know, all those Republican registrations got thrown in the trash, probably. Yeah, you yeah, know? no, Acorn and is notorious. So, but I've, I've not had any problems since I registered as a Democrat, other than <laughs> my mailbox and my email box are going full of people asking for money. Well, I'd, yeah. I'd encourage you to just try registering um, through the Secretary of State's website whenever you do need to re-register um, as a Republican. And one of the reasons why, and I actually know quite a few Democrats who vote Republican, but they keep their Democrat status, partially because, the well, as one of them in particular says, she likes to uh, vote in the Democratic primaries so <laughs> she can, you know, interrupt their plans. <laughs> yeah. But but we also yeah. need vote, to make vote for sure... for the worst possible candidate in the primaries. But it actually does matter if we have more registered Republicans, if we get to a point where we have more registered Republicans in this state, then Democrats have less ground to say, oh, but we're a Democrat state. Really? Really? Well, then why is the majority of our voters registered Republican? Um, yeah, but, but yeah. Well, I would tell you that I I spent 26 years of my adult life defending this country in the military, and I have oh. completely, totally lost faith in our electoral process. Yeah, I have I too. Have it's no- um, what's going on right now is just a continuation of what's been going on for the last almost four years yeah. with the fake impeachment, with the with the fake Russiagate thing and the and the phone call that there really wasn't anything wrong with and I, I, it's just a continuation of that nonsense and if anybody that thought that that nonsense was not going to continue through this election is delusional because I was to- completely ready. Yeah, we for knew it. we knew something was going to happen. Yeah, and, and I do want to thank you, Mike, so much for your service and apologize on behalf of everyone in this country who benefited from you and our other veterans service and we have done nothing to safeguard the gift and the treasure that you all fought so hard for. Absolutely. We need well, to you. do more. We need to do more here because We need more people like you. So so much blood, sweat and tears went into defending our freedoms. And every single generation has to realize that we have got to fight to keep our Freedoms. We have got to fight to keep them. They, they're not an entitlement. We, we believe no, that we not. are born with it them. It isn't guaranteed. No, it's not guaranteed. We were granted them by God, but by God we have got to fight for them. And we have got to make sure that sacrifices that people have made, like yourself and others who are no longer with us, that that is not done in vain. We owe it to you all, and we owe it to our children to make sure that we fight and you we what, keep up the good You fight. know what drives me crazy is I have had numerous people say this sort of thing to me when I talk about personal freedom and stuff like that, and they'll say like something to the effect, oh, well, you must think you're special. It's like, yeah, I am special. Don't you think you're, you're special? Right. I mean, it, well, yes, I am special. special. In God's eyes. We are all yes. children. We're all special. Everybody is special, and if you don't think you're special, then you've got a serious problem. Well, thank you so much, thank Mike. Thank you. Great call. Who else do we have in the Kiva? Well, another dial tone. Another yeah. dial tone in the you know, Kiva. Kind of going back to that, this, the, we're all special in God's eyes. I guess if we're not special, does that mean we're just going to get a participation 
trophy. Ribbon. <laughs> I'm not even a trophy. We're getting a ribbon. Hey, you Every, participated. Good job. Everybody gets those now, don't they? Yeah. Like, I guess so. I guess there is no um, striving for excellence to try to be the best. I guess that just doesn't exist anymore, right? Well, you know, I go to the grocery store, and, uh, you know, I, I'm kind of a meat eater. I like brats. I like brats with cheddar cheese in them. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, I like the ones with jalapenos in oh, them, too. Yeah, oh, yeah. Really but good. you know what? Sometimes I go in there, and guess what? They're gone. Because somebody got there before me. Somebody was more special than you. <laughs> no, that's it. We're all not special. So where is my brat? <laughs> okay, I don't think I've ever heard him make that argument for bratwurst, but now I know what he wants for dinner. Okay, who else we got in the Kiva? Caller, you're in the Kiva. Go ahead. Hi, uh, David Olson. Um, I wanted to comment on something you said a bit ago. You were referring to um, New Mexico as the land of entrapment, which most <laughs> most times it's stated it's stated as a, as a humorous expression. But I wanted to give you some supporting evidence that it's actually real. Absolutely. And, oh, and let me add. Yeah, and first of all, let me add that I believe I had the same experience yesterday when I tuned in, and uh, it was Buck Sexton, I believe, was playing instead of yeah. instead of Eddie's program, and I just assumed that Eddie had some other appointment that he had to do, and so he oh, had to okay. had to take the take the day off, is my assumption. And oh, and and uh, the the dial tone that you just uh, that you just got a moment ago, that was me. Something happens occasionally when you pick up on a call, like. When you just picked up on mine, and it, it cuts me off, and I don't know what what's going huh. on there, but that's what that was. Yeah, I think so it's uh, Big Brother trying to silence us. What do you think? We're not no, going to let that go happen. That. Yeah, you just, you just keep on that. calling in. Thank you, David. <laughs> <laughs> so, what kind of evidence do you have for our land of entrapment? So uh, one, two, three, and it's all really one thing. Uh, so I I, did, I moved to New Mexico um, because my uh, the uh, the mother of my children was carrying my child and decided to move to New Mexico. And so in support of my child, I moved here and we remained together as a couple. A few years later, I don't know, like four or five years later, we split up. We ultimately split up and entered your wonderful court system. And uh, uh, I was uh, parted from my children. I've never seen them again. Oh, and no, uh, so and just let me, th- let me thank you. But let me throw this in. I, I hold, I'm the winner uh, the decision winner of a state of New Mexico Court of Appeals three-judge panel unanimous decision that my children were illegally trafficked by the state of New Mexico and that trafficking was reversed, uh, vacated, uh, and remanded back to the lower court for appropriate handling. Yet I have never seen my children again, even though they're here in the state of New Mexico. And, I, and, and I don't need to go... I don't need to go into that, but my, the reason I bring it up is I'm supporting, I'm bringing supporting evidence, supporting your allegation that uh, the New Mexico moniker "land of entrapment" is not just humorous, but is actually a real thing. Oh, it and is. So, uh, we make light of it, right. but it's completely true. Right, and so that's number number one in the one, two, three of supporting evidence to the allegation that New Mexico is indeed the land of entrapment because what father that cares about his children can uh, leave the state when there's an open court case where he's still fighting for his children even though he's not seen them in 13 years. Oh and uh, so that's, that's number one. Number two, that, that fight has, uh, uh, as I'm speaking to you right now, the reason that I listen to the radio and I call in is because of what I just cited to you, that I hold a unanimous three-judge decision from the Court of Appeals saying that my children were trafficked, and I'm fighting that, so I want people to know about it. And, and so 
I, I, in addition to calling your station, I call others. I have called the University of New Mexico uh, radio station, KUNM, uh, to try and get the word out as well. And they told me that they, they did not want to allow me on their call-in program because of the nature of my phone calls being the content that I want to discuss, even though it fits into their subject matter. I mean, they have, for instance, wow. uh, senators and representatives and other people uh, uh, on their program that the KUNM uh, Let's Talk New Mexico program, formerly uh, the KUNM Call-In Show. Now, is that like is that like a university uh, radio station? It is. Yeah. So that's the same place yeah. where they have yeah. the abortion clinic, where they're doing all the late-term abortions. Yes, KUNM. It it belongs to we the taxpayers. We own it. We pay for it. And and it's it's housed over in I believe it's Onate Onate Hall I believe it is on the <laughs> campus of the U- University wow. of New Mexico. Oh my God. And right and so they solicit phone calls for their program, but they told me by name David Olson don't call here again. I I insisted I had the right to call there because they're a university station, and they called their private police force, the University of New Mexico police force, and had me written up on four separate criminal charges. And and so uh, I'm st- and those are actively going on right now as we speak. You can look at the New Mexico c- courts case lookup and find the four cases, uh, three now because they surrendered to me on one of them. But they're still trying to put me in prison for uh, two or two and a half years for insisting I have the right to uh, to Fourteenth uh, Amendment right to equal access to a public institution, which is the KUNM uh, wow. call-in program. Wow. And and so that's num- that's evidence number two that because I, I can't leave the state now. If I, I mean I can go out of the state and come back. There's no order saying I can't, but I have to stay here uh, and fight these uh, you know these people trying to put me in prison for me exercising my constitutional rights. So so I'm trapped by that. And then thirdly, the third piece of supporting evidence in your allegation that New Mexico is indeed the land of entrapment is that the 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 sum the the net the net sum of all of this that I described to you has destroyed my health to the point where I am now uh, on disability from the devastation of the, di- the disappearance. Like I said, I said goodbye to my children one day 13 years ago, the 2nd of July, uh, 2007, not knowing I would never see them again. You know, I and feel, I I feel for you, it. and you know, anxiety is a really powerful thing, and it's like anxiety can impact you physically in so many ways and i i I know i know how you feel i've i've had anxiety issues myself and i know how that can impact you in so many ways Um, it can make you where you just it weakens your immune system to where you're ill and all kinds of really bad effects and i'm I'm sure over 13 years you've been exhausting all avenues open to you but i do have to ask david have you talked to your state representatives uh, I'm glad you asked. I, for, for five years in a row, uh, uh, and hello, uh, everybody that, uh, anybody who's a legislator in this state, um, just, they don't even need my, if you said the name David, they would know who you're talking about. Uh-huh. They don't even need the name. All they need is the sound of my voice, and they know who I am. Because I spent five years, I attended the legislature uh, every day, all day long, 30 day, 60 day, 30 day, 60 day. 30, well, the last one was a, was a 60 day. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and and I slept in the back of my truck 
in order to do it through the winter for those sessions. And the last year that I was up there, I actually slept in a tent on the top of the mountain by the ski resort in four feet of snow uh, and attended the legislature every, every day. You know, and, 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 and I didn't go the sixth year because I wasn't well enough anymore to actually mm. physically do it, but I did monitor the sixth year every single hour all day long on the webcasting of of the uh, of the uh, legislature wow. and so so that in answer to your question have i contacted my senators i sat in their i sat in their committee uh hearings uh senate judicial and and public affairs and house same thing uh the judicial and and others uh, but that was in one committee room or another all day long every day and so yes the i definitely did uh, uh bring up my concerns with my legislatures legislators and they don't really seem to be that interested frankly Wow. No, I think they're all in the back pocket of the mad lady governor is what I oh. think. Well, um, how, yeah. if you don't mind me asking, David, how old were your, would your children be now? Um, the, well, the way that I answer that question is because that's a, that's a triggering, emotionally triggering if I think about what, how old they are now. So right. what I, the way that I answer that for people so that I don't get dragged through it is I just tell them what, tell you when they were born. One of them, uh, my son David was born in 2004 and my daughter Paisley was born in 2006. Oh my goodness. Well, if, if, um, if you are David's children out there, know that your daddy loves you so much and he has not stopped and he will not stop looking for you and trying to get to you um reach out to him when you can yeah because he wants to hear from you yeah if, if, if you can hear, yeah. if you can hear that daddy wants to hear from you and their right. and your children are getting of the age now where that decision is going to be in their own hands yep Right, yeah, and thank you for that. And remember, that the purpose of my call was was to provide three counts of supporting evidence to your allegation mm -hmm. that New Mexico is the land of entrapment. It's not wow. just an expression. That was the purpose of the call. Well, thank you for thank your call. Thank you, David, so much. And I'm so yeah. sorry on behalf of our state of what the state has put you yeah. through. Pair, your prayers for yeah. you. I hope things improve. Yes, yes. Okay. Thank you. Okay. keep you in our prayers. All right. Wow. Drive safe. Thank Thanks. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Oh, you know, I was talking about uh, a few minutes ago. I was talking about my road trip out to Louisiana. Mm -hmm. Have an update on my favorite pastor out there, Pastor Tony Spell at at Life ah. Tabernacle Church. Oh yes. He he posts updates. He is on the front lines of fighting against this persecution of religion, all in the using the the c word mm -hmm. as an excuse to. And and we know it's it's a pandemic, and the purpose is to push God out of the United States of America is among many other things, so that they can institute their worldwide communist government. Yep. You know when when Trump went to Davos and basically told them where they could stuff their world government stuff, they were not happy with him. And after that, they say that, oh, the U.S. is very dangerous. Uh, yeah. 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 To, 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 to you, you guys. Sure, because you have designs on global freedom. Yeah. yeah. In other words, you don't want it to exist. So you know what? You're right. Yes, America is very dangerous to that because yeah. we are a bastion of freedom against tyranny and authoritarianism. And, you know, the First Amendment, it guarantees your right to assembly, it guarantees your right to free expression of religion. And so Pastor Spell out there in Baton Rouge has been fighting this from day one. 
and they have been trying to put him in jail, which they did put him in jail for a couple of days right. for holding now church. He's on house arrest. Um, they're still trying to put him in jail. They're still trying to shut him down. And he is fighting it, and he's actually uh, apparently going to have his case heard between, uh, from the U.S. Supreme Court. Really? He's, he's getting it all the way up to the top. So you may think, oh, well, he's just out in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. No, he is, whatever this case decides is going to affect everyone in the entire country. Yes, this is precedent. It's, it's huge. So if you believe in prayer, please add him to your prayers. When, when is the hearing going? I didn't get the exact, exact date, but I, I heard him over, I think it was the day before yesterday, he posts little updates on his website from time okay. to time, and he was talking about how it is going to get heard between, from the U.S. Supreme yes. Court, which is good because... Trump has appointed some good judges in the Supreme Court. He has. That might be the tipping point and the ba- you know, in the balance here with all the craziness going on in this election, how many freedoms are getting tested. Um, this is a test of our Constitution uh, and I think also a test of our resolve. How much do we believe in our Constitution, and how many of us believe it is worth fighting for. And I want to give our number again, uh, 266-1600 if you're local. If you're not local, the area code is 505. So 505-266-1600 if you want to call in and be on the show. And um, so this, everything that's going on, this pandemic and everything like that, is, is all part of a plan to push God out of America. It's a way of ending free enterprise and Mm -hmm. private businesses. Pushing us into all electronic currency, which can be controlled by centralized government. Right. And what the governor in this state has been doing, and I think it's been going on in other states too, is she's been doing these kind of like roller coaster lockdowns where... (laughs) <laughs> you know, she'll lock things down and then she'll give back just a little bit like like you feel like, oh, well, thank you so much, Governor. You were allowing me to run my business again. And it's like people, do you realize that she doesn't have the right to do any of this stuff she's been doing? No, no. She's been getting away with it because there has been limited pushback. And Natalie and I have been pushing back from day one. And that's how we ended up doing this show. Oh, we got we got a few calls in the All Okay, right. so let's take one of those phone calls. Um, caller, you are in the Kiva. What's your name? Yeah, I wanted to relay my uh, my voter suppression issue when I tried to register. Okay, tell us about it. Um, so I'll just give my initials. So MJ, I when I I got transferred here last year, and I I was a Democrat, and I wanted to vote for Trump. So when I transfer here, I I tried to change my affiliation to Republican, mm-hmm. and they sent me a letter. There was some kind of problem with my registration. I wouldn't be able to vote this year. I'm thinking, that sounds really weird. When did you get so that I notice? I got it from the county the county here. And when did you get that? Was it like? Oh, I got that probably in July or something. And they said you weren't going to be able to vote? You didn't they get a chance to fix it or anything? Well, that's what they were telling me, and I'm thinking, I'm, I'm getting the game. This is a Democratic county. So I just registered 
registered as a I re-registered as a Democrat. No problem. I got my little voter card and everything, mm-hmm. so I still voted for Trump. But I mean, it sounds like this has happened to several people. These anomalies where they can't register if you are changing to a Republican. Do you still so, have you still have that letter, MJ? I'm sure I do. Uh, I'd have to look in my file. See, but I, see if I you can't send there. a copy to the Department of Justice. That's a good um, idea. Mm-hmm. In fact, anyone, I would adjure anyone who's had this problem with voter registration for a specific party, but then successfully registered for the other party, um, yeah, we, we, need proof, we, we need proof to go to the Department of Justice about that. Because if we've got counties who are fooling with voter registration and not allowing to p- people to register for the party of their choice... I do believe that could be a felony. That that that's 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 voter suppression, like you said. So yeah, de- definitely um, send that along. Thank you, MJ, for that call. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I- interesting what we're starting to hear here. And it's easy to file a, a DOJ complaint. I've actually done it a number of times yeah. for businesses that have discriminated against me on the whole mask issue, just to have them accountable and. You can also, on that same site, you can file complaints as it pertains to voting. Yes, yeah. So make, make a voting complaint to the DOJ. Now, who else we got in the Kiva? No. Caller, you're in the Kiva. Go ahead. Hello. Um, this is Peggy. I'm a semi-retired person. Hey, Peggy. What kind, of, what kind of bird do you have? Canary. I started off with three, and now I think I have about 30. Oh, no. <laughs> hey, They're breeding get, like bunnies. Hey, if you want to get rid of them, oh I like God. birds. They, 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 they keep laying eggs, and I keep giving them away, and they keep laying eggs. And, oh, my God. It's crazy. You need to get the yeah. mail out of there. <laughs> yeah. That's well, one busy mail. There's several mails now. So Uh-oh. Oh, oh my goodness. It sounds like it's going to be an exponential problem. It is, it is. But I enjoy them, and uh, but yeah, it's getting out of hand. But anyway, um, I was wondering, why can't our voting system be connected to our Social Security number? Because I'm a semi-retiree and I have to look into all of this, mm-hmm. our Social Security is connected with our birth date, it's connected with our address, it's connected with our place of employment, retirement, I mean, they have all the information to cross-check anything that has to do with voting. In other words, let's say that our vote, our if Social Security is connected with voting, they can't even double vote because nope. the Social Security number would be blocked after your first vote. But, you know, that would vote. just make too much sense. That's a, that's a great point, Peggy. Um, yeah, why not connect it to our Social Security number? We connect everything else in our life to our Social Security number. Not to mention when you die, number. your Social Security number, I believe, it's, is updated to let everybody know that exactly. that person is, in fact, dead. Exactly. Right. Yeah, so, I mean, you know, uh, just all kinds of ideas that to correct this craziness, because, I mean, I truly believe... Uh, I'm in Rio Rancho, and um, we're predominantly Republican here, but uh, the activity for the Republican Party this year was off the chart, and uh, it just doesn't make any sense that we would not win more elections. It doesn't make sense to right. me. Of course, you know, I'm, right. I'm not in the, in the, in the polls and, and not counting votes and everything, but I mean, I just, it just doesn't, it doesn't add up, you know, it just does not add up. 
So I was just wondering, you know, maybe, I don't know, maybe something can happen to where they can link our Social Security numbers to the voting uh, thing and, and, and check it that way. Yeah, I, I completely agree, Peggy. We, we need some type of voter ID. We need some type of check and balance to make sure that everyone gets one vote, one vote only. Um, and right. what you do with that vote is is immaterial. I mean, you, you could cast it for one party or another. You could pass it for a third party. You could throw your vote away. It's up to you. But we need to make sure that the people actually have their vote and that they are not being disenfranchised by these corporations and people who are throwing money and buying our elections, whether it's by trucking in carts and carts of new ballots, uh, you know, fake ballots, or by using a software to swap ballots, which is starting to become more and more apparent. That Dominion, which is used here in New Mexico, um, there, there have been some whistleblowers about the software Dominion that it, it's, it is being used to swap ballots around as well as Hammer and Scorecard. But thank you, Peggy, and, and to your canaries as well. Absolutely. L- lovely to hear them in the you know, background. And to add just one more thing to it, I think, uh, you know, she'd mentioned a strong Republican presence. And, um, you know, I do have to kind of disagree there. I don't feel like we've had a strong Republican presence as far back as I can remember. So I think... We need that, too. We need Republicans who are willing to stand up and say, hey, enough yes. is enough, and we're not going to take this anymore, because it just feels like at this point, um, as a Republican, um, Like we, we don't, don't always have, have the representation or the voice. Right. We, it's almost like they're not willing to raise their voice, and that is not a party that we need. Yeah, and we certainly had a really weak RNC um Leader, yeah, the, the lead, yeah, this, yeah in this election, yeah, where's where's he been with all where, this where has mask been? craziness and lockdown nonsense, etc. Yeah, why aren't what Republican uh, Republicans we do have in our government? Why are they not speaking out more? Yeah, so against what's going on? Yeah, so speak out, speak out, tell the Republican yeah. Party. You know what? You guys need to be louder, be yeah. louder. Yeah. Yes, we want you to be bold, be bold. That should be the slogan going into yeah. the next that's campaign. How, that's how Natalie and I in, ended up doing this radio show. <laughs> We've been making so much noise. I think Eddie thought, thought, well, maybe you can just make some noise on my radio station. And so, well, that's what we're doing. Speaking of which, looks like we got another caller in the Kiva. All right, caller, you're in the Kiva. Go ahead. Hello. Hi. What's your name? Oh, yeah. This is uh, this is Lynn calling back. Oh, hi, Lynn. Oh, hey, Lynn. Um, hey, hey, nice. A long time no here. Um, I'm sitting at uh, my marker 150, and I started losing you in Escondido or somewhere like that. Started losing you. Where's your Where are you all out of? We're um, in Albuquerque. Yeah, we're in Albuquerque. We're in Albuquerque. Okay. Okay. Well, I, I just uh, I'll tell you what. I'm I'm 51 years old. I spent 24 years in the military. Retired 2010, and I've never ever in my life felt the need, want, or desire to call a radio station. But today is two times, because in the last year, all this stuff going on is just a little crazy. And uh, two, two things, I, I just jotted down some, I'm parked alongside the highway, but... Um, I'm flattered that I'm flattered that you don't normally call into radio stations and you want in to call into our show. Yes, thank you, well, Lynn. And, and by the way, thank cheap. you so much for your service. Well, thank you, and it's cheaper than therapy, so... <laughs> That's that. true. We'll, we'll, we'll send you a bill. Yeah, well, hey, <laughs> disclaimer, disclaimer, though, 
disclaimer, we, uh, we are not medical professionals, psychological <laughs> professionals. Some people even say we are crazy. So, hey, yeah. Some people might say that we need a professional, but that's okay. Yeah, that's it would get along pretty good then, but there's two, two <laughs> issues I was just thinking about. Um, you know, somebody could basically uh, kill somebody and be on video doing it, and they always list in the paper, oh, it's alleged, even though there's a video and everybody knows they're yeah, guilty. Yeah, I love it when they guilty. say that kind of stuff. And they say alleged. It's alleged. But so then voter fraud, when Trump and all these people say, oh, there's voter fraud, all of these stations, all, just every article I've read, every TV station every now and again, they always say, un, they put unfounded in there. Yeah. Unfounded. It's, it's never, new, it's never you're right. alleged. It's you're always, right. they've, they've done decided without investigating or looking into it or benefit of doubt or anything. They automatically go to unfounded. Yeah, they're actually making so. you think by saying that, that, okay, this is all just a conspiracy theory, which is their favorite thing to say. And that it's unfounded, it's, it's just not true. It's just people saying stuff that's just silly and it doesn't yeah. exist. But I'm sorry. It's it, 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 like it, Jedi mind trick. Yeah, so. there are legitimate cases here that do exist, and we're pointing yeah. them out. Yeah, and it's not yeah. unfounded, and they're not using the correct word. I mean, they didn't even bother to go to a synonym finder, apparently, because unfounded means that there is no proof, that there's no even hint of proof or suspicion of. And, um, sorry, there, there's proof and suspicion of all over the place. Why else would you know, thousands, millions of people be calling for recounts? So, yeah, uh, take for your, sure, for take sure. your un- use of the word unfounded yeah. media and stick it up the wazoo. Yeah, and why, why would hundreds of people be uh, doing sworn affidavits? Yeah. Okay, I'm sorry. No, if, if you swear to an affidavit and you're just saying something that's unfounded, you might be going to jail. Yeah. So, yeah. I'm sorry, it's not unfounded. No, people are putting their, their lives, their reputations, and their good name at risk with these affidavits. So uh, the media is saying that, oh, no, it's unfounded. Yeah, they're spitting in your eye, America. They, if you are one of those people who's come forward as a whistleblower with, with proof, with your word that you have witnessed voter fraud, the media is spitting in your eye, and they're calling you liars. Yeah, and you know, you know how before this election, how I would see people driving down the road with this sticker on their car that'd say "resist," and I was wondering, it's like, well, what are you resisting? resisting? I, I don't know what you're resisting. Well, I'm telling you what, we're resisting. We really are resisting. We're resisting this nonsense. And, and I'm also a Star Trek fan, so I'm going to tell you that resistance is not futile. <laughs> not futile. Nice. It is not futile. And we're going to resist, and we're going to keep on resisting. Well, if you have a several hundred S-worn affidavits, one's entirely too many, in my opinion, anyway. So if you need to either fix the system to where it's all legit or... Or just start over or scrap it and do something else or Amen. something that it's just not, not fair. Well, yeah, here's, last... here's a serious oh, question. Here's a serious question. If one person dies from COVID and that's one too many, why is it a, an invalid ballot, an invalid vote? One invalid ballot. Shouldn't one invalid ballot be one too many? You yes, sir. That, oh, that's, for sure. that's a good analogy there. I love oh, you sure. so much right awesome. now. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> You might just get lucky tonight, right? Yeah. Let's keep it clean. I I take donations of wine and whiskey. (laughs) Thank you, Lynn, so much. I have one last thing, if I can. Yes, Um, yes. And it's probably unpopular, and I don't know where everybody stands. I just turned into If it's unpopular, we love it. Yeah. Um, Well, it has to do with BLM, you know, the uh, burn, loot, murder. And (laughs) it's... 
it's um it's kind of out of control and i could say this because my folks are over 80 years old and i was raised to like never see color i've been in the military for all them years never saw right. color yes i've seen issues of equal opportunity uh, you know we're all god's children so yes so it's, it's, it doesn't matter but when you start burning down cities and this and that but I see on the outside looking in my parents, I believe, are now racist because of this. And, I, and it's sad to see. I mean, they've never spoken ill or bad of any, any, any race. And with what's going on with that, um, and it's not just, just blacks. It's, I mean, there are probably more white people at the BLM than there are blacks from what I'm gathering. Mm-hmm. Oh, and the last that's thing what I'm leave you, leave you with this is, um, have you heard anything about a potential, because I know I've talked about it and while well, I've listened to it with my brothers and uh, a family in South Central Colorado, and they're talking like civil war. That's kind of a stretch and out there, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. But is there any more talk about a potential civil war? Um, there's a few different views on that. One, one of the views that I, I tend to lend more credibility to is that we're already in the middle of it. Civil war doesn't necessarily mean a physical altercation. Um, it usually denotes a struggle that is dividing a country. Right now, <laughs> struggle is real, um, yes, the, the, and this and this whole election fiasco is part and partial symptomatic of that struggle. We, we have a struggle between two ideologies in this country: one that says, "Yes, we believe in our constitution, we want our freedoms, we love God, we love our guns, and you can't take them away from us," and the other side going, "But we know what's best, and therefore." The ends justify the means, and and that's tyranny. That's authoritarianism. So from that standpoint, we are in the middle of a civil war. We have a war of ideas going on right now, and it's playing out in the socioeconomic square as well, if you don't believe that. Well, hmm, just take a look at which businesses aren't suffering from lockdowns. You, you out there, you, you Democrats out there who used to profess, oh, yeah, big, bad corporations are the big problem. Huh, funny why how the big, bad corporations are the ones who aren't suffering from lockdowns. It is mom-and-pop stores. It is small businesses who are struggling and who are closing every single day across the country. And it seems like these hypocritical Democrats are the ones that are cheering on these big corporations that are winning out over the mom-and-pop yeah, the, businesses that are just struggling out under. there, and they're going under. And yet yet you have these liberals, and I've had them cheer against, against me in favor of these big corporations when I was pushing back. And it's like, I thought you guys were against the big corporations, but now they seem to love the big corporations. So, yeah, to answer your question, Lynn, I I absolutely do believe that we are in a civil war. Whether that involves physical altercations, well, it might depend on which area of the country that you're in. Um, Portland, for example, with all of their riots leading up to the elections... Um, yeah, that that was definitely a physical altercation. Well, you know when physical altercations kick in is when people lose all hope. And right now, what these socialist, Marxist governors that are doing throughout the state is they are just taking away a little at a time, and they're giving a little bit back. And so they can maintain just that little bit of a glimmer of hope. Yeah, like a carrot, dangling the carrot. Exactly. So they're, they're walking the line on that. At some point, if enough people lose hope completely, then you might see... 
yeah. something a little bit more yeah, when, in the way people, of a physical. When people believe they no longer have anything left to lose, it can get dangerous. Vastly. And we don't want it to get to that we point. Don't. don't misunderstand us. Once, And I don't think that the left really understands what they're doing. If you push people too far, I mean, good Lord, did you learn nothing from the French Revolution? Um, learn some history, people. When you push people too far, uh, they get to a point where they're willing to push back. And once that physical pushing back once starts, it starts, then you can't it stop it. It's a life of it. its own. And I have so many people, I hear them say all the time, oh, well, that couldn't happen in the United States. It's like, yes, it can. Look, look, I'm sure a lot of these other countries where the people that live there probably said, oh, that would never happen here, but it did. And so, as far as revolutions go, ours wasn't as bloody as some other countries' revolutions in history. So, yeah, yeah it, it, it's a matter of history and perspective, but, you know, yeah. learn your history so that we hopefully don't repeat it. All right, who else have we got in the Kiva? Caller, you're in the Kiva. Go ahead. Uh, good afternoon, sir. How are you? Hey, what's your name? This is Rebecca. Rebecca, my name is Jan, and I would like to present something for your listening audience to take part. Okay. Using an analogy. I like analogies. When, when I go to the grocery store, I look at the shelf, I look beneath that shelf, and see a price for the item. Mm -hmm. Let me use mayonnaise as an example. I see mayonnaise, the price on the shelf in front of me, my lying eyes, says $1.99. When I bring that to the checkout counter, I notice on my receipt, receipt that it's $2.99. Something happened between the shelf and my receipt that I don't quite understand. The store owner will tell me it was mismarked and probably will offer me a dollar refund. Mm -hmm. If you notice. If, if you, you notice, notice it. If you notice. Yes, if I notice and I read my receipt. So do you have yeah. a kitty cat? I think I hear your cat. <laughs> I do. I'm a cat if person I, myself. Yeah. Thank you. If I have... In the heritage society that we have, I doubt that I will even wait for my receipt. I will grab my groceries and leave. Most people, yes. Mm -hmm. in, in the process of this, whatever the reader, or what I call a reader at the checkout stand has done, is misread the price on that item. Why will they not misread my vote? Mm, good point. Yeah, and good that point. reminds me of something I was going to mention. I'm going to uh, get off the air. I want your readership to take that entire argument, apply it to the vote of reading machines, right? and ab absolutely disseminate and rip that idea completely apart. Yeah, and that and, actually and, that's and, something I was going to talk about, and that just kind of, that just kind of got me thinking I, about it. As to why I should trust a machine-generated vote, yeah. Under the under the current ideas of, we don't care how we win, we will win. We don't care what we have to do to win. Well, right. that's the way Democrats look at everything. Uh, at least the Democrat the politicians, they they they, they want to win. They don't care by what means they win. All they care about is oh. the result. 
Well, let's, let me suggest that when you go to war, you really don't care how you win. The objective is to win. Right. That's true. This is, this is, this is not something that is a, shall we say, Marcus of Queensbury rules. <laughs> this is war. Mm-hmm. It is very true. Yes. And, and that's where I'm coming from. A second point I'd like to make is, a, as I listen to your uh, military group, of which I also was one, when I first came here, I registered as a Republican. I was not allowed to vote. I do not have the paperwork on that. I changed to a Democrat, and for some reason, um, I got to vote. Wow. Hmm. It was, wow. just as simple, it was just as simple as that. You're the second person that's very, told us thank that. Thank you very much. Third. Thank Third. you very much. I, I want to get off thank and listen, you, to, what they're, thank listen you. to what they're doing. Listenership, I want them to rip that apart so I can have confidence in my vote. Yeah. Wow. wow. Thank you for your call. Thank you so much, and thank you for your service. We appreciate that. You know, Third call today with actual experience not being able to vote as a registered Republican had to switch to the Democrat Party in order to be able to vote. Wow. You know, I'm an electronics engineer, as you know, and something I also know about is software to a certain extent. Mm -hmm. And you hear about these where they call them software glitches. (laughs) Okay, let me tell you something about software. This is something that has been my observation throughout my entire life, software doesn't make mistakes, okay? Software does what it's programmed to do. Right. Okay? The people that, there are people that program Mm -hmm. the software. Yeah, programmers can make mistakes or have oversights or forget that a software is going to react. Or they can plug things in there to make it do things they want it to do. So when people are blaming it on the software, no, there's a person behind what happened with the software. Kind of like Facebook and YouTube blaming things on the algorithm yeah. or Google. When they, in fact, designed the algorithm. Right, yeah, yeah, you all wrote the algorithm. Those, uh, software, we haven't got software yet that, that has a mind of its own. It, not it, yet. No, not yet. Maybe someday, but not right now. The software does what it's programmed to do. Yes. So we got another caller here in the Kiva. Caller, you're in the Kiva. Go ahead. What's your name, caller? Uh, yeah. Uh, Daniel Campbell, I just wanted to mention something about um, President Trump has his uh, staff that's working uh, the legal team. But, you know, money, big tech money can do a lot. They can buy him out. Yes. You know, and also the fact that, you know, if he's going to have a hearing, we need a 12-man jury to do it. That's right. We don't need one clown up there. And another thing about... Sarah Luhan Grisham, she made a mistake by not placing out the protocols for environmental impact or uh, hazmat. She was supposed to delegate all that uh, inc- uh, biocontainers so we can incinerate those biocontainers with the mask in them. Ooh. She didn't allocate that money. So now that people are throwing it in the landfill, it's contaminated and we have a bioagent in the landfill right now and uh we have a lot of vectors that can transport that any place they want to i called vice admiral jerome adams about it and i called the epa about it so i don't know let let me just let me just reframe reframe that for our listeners daniel you're saying that our governor 
was given money, given the budget, to specifically look after the proper disposal of PPE for New Mexico at large, and she has not done so. Yeah, she hasn't done a single thing, and she still doesn't do it. Wow. And so all I can say is that's a class action lawsuit, maybe waiting to be happened, maybe somebody wants to pull it up. But all I can say is, you know, that money hasn't been allocated for anything but her pocketbook. Huh, yeah. No, no. Do, do you have um, uh, a, a link or a document that you could send us at our libertyladiesunite@gmail.com email address? Because I would be really interested, um, even if it's just a link to, say, the, the budget line item that was supposed to go towards PPE, I would be really, really interested in following up on that. Okay, I'll send that to you. And I just Thank want to you. mention one more thing before I leave. Uh, everybody wear their mega hats, you know. That's how we stand out in front of these people. Oh, I wear mine all the time. Oh, yeah. Proudly. Thank you so much. And Thank Jesus you. Bless your day. Thank well, you. You too. Daniel. Thank you so much. Appreciate that. You know, I, I wanted to talk about, too, these mask mandates. You and I always, we, we, we are constantly put, putting this out about the mask mandates. Mandates are not laws. And you know what our governor has been doing is she's been weaponizing various different government agencies within the state of New Mexico to force, especially restaurants, to bend to her will. She's been dictating what hours they can be open. She's been dictating how many people can be in there to eat at one point in time yeah. or another. She's been dictating to them. Or whether they can have people indoors to eat. Exactly, at all. She's now they can't, starting Monday. She's Thanks. been dictating to them that they, all the employees have to wear a mask. She, so she's telling the owners of these businesses that she, the owners of these businesses have to force a medical intervention yeah. on their employees. And now they're acting as, as medical, uh, uh, medical personnel without operating without a medical license. Right. And they're acting as law enforcement when they don't, when they don't, they're not law enforcement. Right, and she's even forcing these businesses, otherwise she'll send out the health department to them to shut them down, telling them they have to force their customers to wear a mask. And so here's the thing, is... The goal of all of this for this, this whole one-world government reset thing that is getting pushed is she's essentially making these businesses put themselves out of business. Yes. Because she's putting them under pressure to make their customers do things, make them their customers uncomfortable to where they'll stop coming there to do business. And violate and, their rights. And eventually they're going to put themselves out of business. Yeah. And that is the goal of all of this is to end all private business. And get us dependent on the state. Right. Do we have another caller in the Kiva. Hey, caller, you're in the Kiva. Go ahead. Hey, what's your um, name? Um, my name is Judy. Hi, Judy. Hi. Um, you know what? I don't know if you ladies have done this out there. Um, if so, I haven't heard it. Um, I've been listening to your callers calling regarding the voter suppression or voter mm -hmm. irregularities, voting fraud. Mm -hmm. um, I know the Department of Justice has been mentioned. <laughs> yeah. I don't particularly trust them. Um, I suppose I that is an you. avenue. <laughs> but, you know, um, Hannity has been promoting this number, and Eddie's thrown it out uh, a couple of times. President Trump and his campaign and his lawyers, they actually have a number for all of this. Yes, they it's, do. Um, for, 
For voting irregularities, it's one eight seven save votes. One eight seven save votes. And they're encouraging anyone who has any of these stories to call in so they can hear about them and investigate. And I would trust that they would be investigated sooner and better there than through the, through the Department of Justice. That's a great point. Yeah. Well, you know, President Trump is probably the only person I actually do trust, and everybody else, I I don't know. Well, I think they, know, they need to know about this. So if the callers who called in before are still listening, I would highly encourage them to call this number. Yes. And eight, again, it's one eight seven save votes S-A-V-E, votes Save votes Yes, one eight seven save votes Thank you so much, Judy, for that. No problem. Thanks, yeah. ladies. You're doing a great job. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for calling in. Now, I know there's been a variety of numbers out there, and if some numbers kind of went by the wayside, they had issues with those um, but yeah, one eight seven save votes. That is the latest one that I had heard of as well. You can give your proof directly to the Trump campaign. Honestly, I would do both. I would do Department of Justice and the Trump campaign. Don't bother with the FBI right now because yeah, we we know they're still playing. You know, I would have fired Christopher Ray months oh, ago. Oh man, that guy. I just you listen to him talk, and it's obvious to me that he's just. He's part of the establishment. He's not going to do anything. Yeah, he cares and about his career advancement I, more than actually right, and I really upholding don't understand the Constitution why law. he's still in that position. I really yeah. don't. Yeah, but that was a great call from Judy. Yes, if you've got fraud, voter fraud, proof of voter fraud, or you've seen it yourself, call 187-SAVE-VOTES. That's 187-SAVE-VOTES. And give that directly to the Trump campaign so that they can use that in fighting the elections. And I do want to give an update right now on where some of the stuff is with the elections. I know some people have um, pointed out over the last day that there was some confusion over, is Trump giving up on Arizona? Is Trump giving up on Pennsylvania, you know, what's going on the with this? The mainstream media would like you to think that he's giving up, but he's yeah, not. Yeah, ma- mainstream media, yeah, yeah, just turn them off, turn them off. Turn them off. Don't listen to them. They're, yeah, you, you all know better. Our listeners know better than to really listen to the mainstream media. So um, really quick here, and again, I love the, uh, the Epic Times 2020 election results because um, they, they've got a list of the most recent articles, et cetera. And, and so what happened in Arizona was specifically centered around Maricopa County, where the, I guess the lawyers involved in that lawsuit decided to go ahead and just let that one go because they didn't have enough proof of enough election fraud that would have made a material difference in the vote count. And... Yeah, that's why it's so important and we harp on, hey, if you saw voter fraud, report it. Report it to the Trump campaign especially um, because lawyers can do nothing if they don't have enough proof because they're making these allegations and they got to somehow be able to back them up. Now, the other thing, too, is, um, let's see here, Nevada, the ballot counting result is still pending. That one's That one's still kind of out. Also, yes, GOP Senator McSally, she did unfortunately concede the Senate race in Arizona. Um, I was very sad to hear that one. And Georgia, oh gosh, you know, Georgia, right now the Carter Center is supposed to monitor the Georgia recount 
Um, we're, we're still not exactly sure, but they can't, they're in a position where they can't properly certify elect the election without verifying signatures. But of course, you know, if, if envelopes, which is where the signatures are supposed to be for absentee ballots, have been dumped and destroyed or thrown away, well, how can they certify the signatures if they don't have the signatures? Hmm, Tim's a puzzle. At what point, when things get so corrupted and so messed up, do they say, okay, this election is completely invalid and we need to do a do-over? Right. Uh, now, one good thing here is that in Wisconsin, voters voters have filed a lawsuit to exclude Almost 800,000 votes across three counties where there is just a slew of evidence of voter fraud. So Wisconsin, if you are from Wisconsin, you can hear me all. Thank you so much for fighting back. Keep up the good fight on that. That's the voters themselves pushing that one, not just the Trump campaign. Um, In Michigan, unfortunately, a judge has denied request for audit in the election fraud lawsuit. Hmm, you know, kind of wonder whose payroll he's on or she, whoever the Mm -hmm. case may be. And then what was the other one here? Let's see. Scroll down. And if you all want to see this, I, I highly recommend that you sign up for Epic Times. They have amazing coverage and they have a really high standard of journalism. Oh yeah, Pennsylvania, another place that's not playing by the rules. Um, Pennsylvania court denies five Trump campaign legal challenges. So they're still playing footsie over in Pennsylvania. And I do believe also yesterday I saw the Secretary of State for Pennsylvania has outright refused a recount. So you know, where does this go from here? Who knows? Some of this might end up in the Supreme Court. Um, we you know we, we can only hope at this point. But we still have, keep in mind, people, we still have until, I believe it's December 14th or 15th this year, until the electorals have to have one sign from their states, one way or another, about which way they're going to vote. So this is, we still have time. This is still playing out. Do we wish this wasn't happening? Absolutely. But our Constitution it is built into our Constitution. It needs to happen or we will not have any kind of trust in future elections. Because right. This, would, this, this could very well, well be the last election from this standpoint if our Constitution is not upheld. And our Constitution has fail-safes built into it just in case things like this have happened. I think, I think actually it's happened twice before at least that elections were seriously in question. But that's why our Constitution is there um oh cool so so my one of my students just sent me yeah breitbart photo donald trump thrills supporter rally in dc with motorcade drive-by i, I heard about that, that. yeah that that's was awesome. awesome i wonder how many people showed up at that mega million rally yeah. in in dc thousands I, I, well i, I heard last... it's millions <gasps> really yes Ooh. i've heard it's that it was like a Million MAGA march, and from what somebody told me, there some of the people we know here uh, locally also went out to D.C. Ooh. to join that. And so well, that's very interesting because D.C. has been pretty much locked down by uh, leftist rioters. Yeah. So hmm, yeah, wonder wonder how those oh, I'm sorry, peaceful protesters are are going to handle being surrounded by a million other peaceful 
protesters. Right. Well, according to uh, USA Today, the McPaper, <laughs> there are tens of thousands in D.C. Oh, yeah, yeah that means speak. there's a million. Yeah, that means at least. At least hundreds of thousands then. Yeah, cause you can always take what the media says and just multiply it exponentially. Well, just like some of the rallies we've had here in New Mexico, there they were have hundreds. said there were hundreds when no, there were thousands. thousands. Yeah. So take the number that they say and multiply it by about a factor of ten or more, and then then and then you get the accurate number. That's right. Remember five zero five two six six sixteen hundred if you want to call the Kiva. And it looks like we got some callers in the Kiva. We Who love we callers. Got? Who do we got on the line? Caller, you're in the Kiva. Go ahead. Hello? Hi, what's your name? Hi, it's Leo again. Um, oh, hey, Leo. I, just wanted to, uh, I wanted to let you guys know, um, I set up a, a Proton account. Okay. So uh, anybody who is probably uh, involved with uh, uh, voting polling or has uh, evidence or uh, would like to make a testimony for that, uh, go ahead and email me at M-L-U-C-E-R-O, M-L-U-C-E-R-O, 1680 at gmail.com. M. Lucero, 1680 at gmail.com. Yeah, that's correct. Uh, to get me, because um, I was in talk, I was talking with somebody, and so hopefully by tonight or tomorrow we'll be getting this uh, um, voter, re-voter count situation looked at locally. Um, and I just wanted to touch base on that. Also, you had said earlier in the comments uh, when you first started your show that you would be talking about fear factors and stuff like that with COVID-19. I was wondering if I, could, if I had just a few minutes to address that issue. Sure. Uh, Go for it. Sure. As a matter of fact, I was thinking about kicking off that segment right now anyway, so uh, let's Perfect. let you kick Perfect. it off. Go ahead. Okay, so check it out. I'm not the only one in my family that's medical. In fact, we have two doctors in my family that are uh, two family doctors, one psychiatrist, uh, one uh, a medical doctor, and my brother as well. Well, I was discussing this uh, with my brother, and this is how fear works, okay? Sometimes uh, you get somebody to believe in something what's called cognitive dissonance, and if you look it up at, in a dictionary, medical dictionary, it's when somebody brings you evidence and you have refused to believe it uh, when there's new evidence produced that says otherwise. For so example, if I, all your life you, uh, somebody told you that three plus three equals seven, and somewhere down the line, okay, look, you are wrong. You are mm-hmm. wrong this whole time. The actual number is six, and you will do anything to, uh, oh, no, that's not correct. Uh, that isn't right. Or uh, they come up with a theory where you're half right, but you're wrong. They'll do right. anything they can to dispute the evidence. Yeah, denial is a so, big part of cognitive dissonance. Yes. Yeah, so or if you repeat the same is, lie over and over again, eventually people it start thinking it's fact. Yes. Yes, exactly. So my brother, he uh, used to work at St. Vincent along with me, and he worked in sterile processing. So he knows a lot more than I did as to how you contaminate something, how you reverse uh, cross-contamination, mm. how you uh, deal with everything of that nature. So uh, me and him were discussing uh, about COVID-19 the other day, and uh, we were discussing how... Um, you know, the fact that the mask wearing that they're wearing, you know, some people out there wearing a cloth mask, features yeah. mask, different types of masks, physical masks. I got him to agree that the masks weren't working. Wow. And then, and then we discussed about how the gloves weren't working because people weren't changing their gloves sufficiently enough 
uh, they were spraying down a, a surface, but then using the same gloves over and over again. Yeah. Uh, you know, the things that I've talked to you guys before on the, the previously before on the shore on the show were, you know, they're just touching everything, and then you're going home with all it. He agreed with everything I said 100%. Wow. And then I asked them, so you agree that all this is, is incorrect? Yes, I believe everything that we're doing is stupid, but I still believe we should be locked down because he said he's a Democrat. Wow. So you can read a horse to water, but you can't make him dream. So that's how deep a narrative can go into somebody's that despite they have all the evidence and they approve what you're saying. They're not calling you a liar. They're going with everything you're saying. Yeah. Somehow the end result does not uh, um, go with that. So also, what, what is uh, your brother's logical rationale for the lockdown then? That's the thing. I was like, well, if you buy into everything I said, then why don't you, oh, well, you've got to, you know, you got to protect the people, you know, and, and I said, but <laughs> it's only killing 98, you know, 98.5% of the, 99, sorry, 99.5% of the people are the only ones dying. This is almost just like the flu. Yeah, but you, you, you just got to protect people and you've got to do a lockdown and Wow. So, so how is locking? How does he justify saying that locking people down and destroying their lives financially is protecting people? How how is that supposed to be protecting people? He he has he lives in total fear. Um, wow. Yeah. Also, also uh, another issue that happened that me and my brother talked about. He he mostly me and him were raised around guns on the ranch. You know, he mm-hmm. had a gun in our hands since he was six, seven years old. Know, and uh, sometime later on, we stopped shooting guns, and I, of course, found a new love for guns once Obama came in. You know, <laughs> I, I, I renewed my bowels, so to speak, with guns. And my brother, he's like, nope, we don't need ARs, we don't need guns, we don't need none of that. That's, you know, wow. you know so, yeah, he, once again, you know, that's just goes to show you. You don't need it, but on. you like having it, right? I mean, I, I, yeah. I have a, a couple of ARs. I, I think they're awesome. Right. So, you know, and yeah, I, ha- I have one with a 30-round magazine sitting next to my bed at my house. And it's like, okay, you want to try to do a home invasion on my house? Um, you're going to get some resistance. Yeah, exactly, just a bit. Know? Little, uh, and that yeah, goes, a little bit, yeah. That's how fear factor works with cognitive dissonance when you're dealing with these individuals who are, you know, liberal-minded, democratic. You know, they have all the evidence in front of them despite their ways a certain way. Despite uh, logic has proven uh, them to be wrong, they're still going to follow the narrative. Wow. And and that seems to be the case with a lot of people that are liberals, Democrats. They seem to follow along in lockstep with each other, believing everything that they're told. And which is probably part of the reason why, as conservatives often we have trouble getting things done because we all are free thinkers. Yeah, we all disagree with each other. <laughs> yeah, we're arguing with each other all the time. It's like, so it's harder to get things done because we actually think. We don't just follow a playbook. Yeah, think for ourselves. Exactly. And um, Dr. So, Summers, who was on before us on Saturdays, likens the Democrat Party to a cult and with good reason. Yeah. They behave like one. And so sometimes it's the mindset, like I said, cognitive dissonance, and it's just something that only occurs politically. It's going to occur across the, the playing field with other issues, you know, um, um, that come to mind, you know, in the medical field, like I just explained, how, uh, how it is. It, 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 it
anything that mm-hmm. goes against the narrative, you know. Yeah, yeah. That it gets a hold of people, and it causes them to change the thinking pattern. And, and they know what you did was wrong. And, I, and I think that's why they really took advantage, you know, never let a crisis go to waste. They took advantage exactly. of the crisis because a crisis with something to fear is one of the best ways to manipulate people. Thank you so much, Leo. And also, um, you, you know, and then when you talk to these people, and they just start yelling. Oh, yeah. They get belligerent. Oh, and then they easily. call you a racist. <laughs> <laughs> or a science denier. Or a science denier. No, 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 no. They, they just they can they think that arguing and denial wins the argument, or they right. think yelling or saying the foul language, calling you names, wins, yeah. exactly wins the narrative. Mm. And it's like, no, it doesn't. You know. Yeah. So they don't concede, and the more you discuss it with them, the more they're gonna continue to right. use irrelevant, non-use of logic, non-use of reasoning. And, 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 the, and the more and mad that, that they, yeah, more mad that right. they get too. Well, thank you, Leo. We got to get on to another caller, but thank you so much again for calling. Catch you later, Leo. And uh, you know, kicking right. off the the fear argument here. So, who else do we have in the Kiva? Carla, you are in the Kiva. Go ahead. All right, um, that fellow who just called about talking with his brother uh-huh. about. Well, you don't need an AR. You don't need this. Or you don't need that. <laughs> I'd like to remind him. It's the Bill of Rights, not right. the right. Bill of Needs or Wants. That's the right. Bill of rights. I have a lot of things that I don't need, but I, I sure did want them. <laughs> Absolutely. And, it, and it's Love your right to get doing. them. <laughs> thank you. What's, what's your name, caller? My name is Ben. Ben, thank you so much for calling into the Kiva today. And, and yes, I totally agree. It, it's our Bill of Rights. Not wants, not needs. The government does not get to decide what the people need, much less want. Right. We tell them what we want. But it's my right to to have a weapon of my choice. That's That's right. I don't need a 50 cal, but a couple (laughs) ARs and, you know, some nines and some other stuff. You know, I have a a couple of 50 cals, but they're both handguns. Yes, they're sweet. I have a Smith & Wesson 500 and a Desert Eagle 50AE, and I just love them. Yes. And I don't need them, no, but I sure do like having them. Yes. I love what you're doing. I'll listen every weekend. Thank you. Thank you so much, Ben. Stay free. You bet. Resistance is not futile. (laughs) I love that. We need to make the hashtag. Resistance is is not futile. I just thought of that over the past couple days, and it's like, okay, we got, yeah, we got to do that. (laughs) Yeah, I can totally tell you. You're the Trekkie. So, again, the uh, phone number here is 505-266-1600. Oh, my gosh. um, Is it really almost four? Yeah, we're we're getting close. It's getting there. uh, Just a reminder, www.rockoftalk.chat. That's Uh, right. no paywall through Wednesday. Check it out for free for a while. Uh, Get some good news. If you want uh, some podcasts, if you miss something, go there. Sign up. If you you want to hear our... Yeah, listen at your leisure. Yeah, if you want to, if you miss the show or you want to re-listen to a part of our show or any of Eddie's shows as well, go there, rockoftalk.chat. And I just want to uh, take a, a moment here, um, a little bit of sad news, just to express some condolences uh, to the family of Salim Khoury, um, one of the believers of this station, um, just passed away. Oh. So I uh, just want to put our condolences out there and... Um, 
just take a minute here. Mm. Yeah. Our our hearts and prayers mm. go out to your family. And thank you for being thank you for being supporters of this station. Yeah. Godspeed, Mr. Corey. Yeah. Yes. Thank you. So fear the the governor of this state is trying to rule through fear. Like the other day, I'm I wonder if I'm the only one, probably not, <laughs> that received the message on my phone through the emergency alert system. Oh gosh. Okay. Uh, she's now using the emergency alert system, which is supposed to be something for she has been the serious whole time. emergencies, like nuclear missiles like on I their way or whatever. I call them non-emergency, non-amber alerts. Yeah. 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 And so I, saw, I got this one that says, extreme New Mexico virus risk. Stay safe. No non-household yep. contact. Celebrate Halloween at home. And she, she put that over the alert, emergency alert system. Yeah, my, my children could tell you that mommy said some very bad words when I got that on my phone. That was yeah. teed off in the extreme. Looks Oh, looks like we got another caller in the Kiva. No, no. 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 Okay. Oh, sorry, caller. He was just Call faking back. us out. So I was doing a little bit of research. And I was also interviewing my roommate because he's been in the military for quite a lot. And he's been in a couple of different... Uh, military theaters, and how fear is used as a military weapon against your opponents. Oh, we got another caller. Sorry, Becca. Oh, that's okay. Got I can another caller later. in the Kiva. Go ahead. Who do we got on the line? Deborah. Hi there. How you doing, Deborah? I'm doing okay. Are you uh, enjoying our show, Deborah? I love it. Good. I love it. Yeah, y'all are doing such an excellent job, and Eddie made a very good decision on bringing you, you in, and I am thoroughly loving this show. Thank you. Uh, thank you. We were such a <laughs> thorn question. in his side calling in. He just decided to just <laughs> I know. let us just join I know. him I rather than... to those phone calls, Rebecca. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I remember. <laughs> <laughs> but my question has to do with, uh, okay, these mandates, and now uh, they're more or less, you know, the governor came down pretty hard that last week that she was going to be talking to the uh, authorities about getting more active and issuing citations. Yeah, that's not going to happen. And, and I, yeah, and I, well, the Albuquerque Journal had some article that they, they were starting to do that. Mm. And, um, I was wondering, you know, because I understood that the mandate is not a law. And so if you get, are given a citation, then you, you ask, well, what is the law yep. that I am breaking? I love it. I yeah. love it. And, and you know, they can't, what is the law that they're breaking? They're not right. breaking the law. And if you're approached law, by a, a, a government official or a law enforcement officer and they ask you, you should ask them, well, what, what law am I what breaking, sta- Yeah, what statute, what statute am I breaking? Um, what statute am That's I in I violation thought. of? Now, unfortunately... Our New Mexico Supreme Court didn't really do us any favors when they decided to go up and uphold a non-law in their recent ruling and decision. So, yeah, they, they basically 
ruled that the, they didn't even call it the governor's health order. They, they called it, secret, what was it, Secretary of Health's health, health uh-huh. order, et cetera, um, saying that, yes, they, according to the Secretary of Health's office and powers, that they do have the right to issue citations for violations of a public health order of that nature, et cetera, et cetera, yada, yada, yada. Since when do, do they make laws? Yeah. That's... Yeah, so, that's nonsense. So, they want you to believe that, and a lot of people do. I have people all the time. It's unconstitutional. It's unconstitutional. I have people all the time that will say, well, yeah, but it's a law. I say, no, it's not a law. Yeah. It happens to me all the time. And I say, no, it's not a law, and no, I'm not going to comply. Yeah. Okay, I just I just wanted to clarify that because I, I, I had read that a few months ago that that, that was not uh, legal for no, them to be not. doing that. But um, here they are, you know, the governor's saying, well, I'm going to be talking to my my people and, and we're going to start cracking down on this. So, yeah. okay. Yeah, it, and that's well, how they're trying to crack down. It's still unconstitutional. And if it gets sent to a higher court, if it gets argued in the Supreme Court or, or one of the U.S. courts, it can absolutely get struck down. That New Mexico Supreme Court decision can get struck down. The key is who's willing to take it to a higher court. And yeah. this is where we need people and lawyers who are willing mm-hmm. to file lawsuits. Because let me tell you, the left figured out a long time ago that the process is the punishment. It's not about getting you convicted of a felony or getting you convicted of not wearing your mask. The punishment is the process of dragging you through the courts and the whole legal process, and now you've got to get a lawyer, and now you've got to do this, and now you've got to pay court fees and filing fees and, uh, and this and this and this. That is the punishment, and it's time that we turn that process around and use it to fight our own battle for our constitution. That often happens to people where you have, like, big corporations and stuff that have unlimited amounts of money to spend on lawyers, and they will basically step on little people because little people, they don't have the money to hire lawyers. Yeah. And so yeah. that's the sort of thing that the government is doing right now is they're making up stuff and scaring you and thinking, making you think that you have to comply to it when it in fact is not a law and it never went through the proper legislative process to nope. make it a law. And But the thing is, is like, do you have the resources to fight back? Well, honestly, myself, I refuse to comply and I'm not going to comply. And if they want to give me a citation or whatever, I will take it to court and I will continue. And I know enough about this stuff to where I will take it to a higher court until I get it heard by somebody that is going to uphold the law. Yeah, and, but, but we have to have people who are willing to fight those battles and law, more importantly, lawyers who are willing to fight those battles with us. And unfortunately, mm-hmm. something really insidious has been going on for the past several months in this state um, some people know that we were just in a, a part of a lawsuit ourselves, uh, as in one of the businesses in Albuquerque actually sued us with a temporary petition for temporary restraining order and permanent injunctive relief for, um, you know, not wearing our masks. And we believed oh. that they were trespassing upon our rights, you know, as, as per ADA and civil rights. And unfortunately, we couldn't find a lawyer willing to represent us, a civil rights lawyer, 
because those that we were t uh, talking to about this kept saying, oh, sorry, we have a, uh, oh, how, how do you put it, when the conflict of interest. Because apparently the state has been buying up contracts specifically with civil rights lawyers, but then not actually using these lawyers so that these lawyers can't take on uh, and wow. they can't be party against the state. So they've been buying the lawyers. They've been buying the lawyers and paying them to not do their jobs. With our taxpayer money. Wow. Yeah. Our money. Yeah. That our money. That seems like a conflict of interest right there. Uh, it seems like that to me, too. So, so yeah, <laughs> if, if, if you all know any lawyers out there who don't have conflict of interest or, or you know, anything with agreements with the state, hey, you know, call us. Let us know. There's got to be a few lawyers out there that aren't for you. sale. And, I, and I've heard that there are some lawyers out there who are fighting and trying to fight hard, but, you know, there unfortunately aren't that many of them. Well, thank you so much for that call. Absolutely. I really appreciate that. And Stay in the fight. Don't yes, give up. Stay in the fight. Good question. Refuse to comply. And we, we, do, we did get the word that actually we got permission to go till 4.30. I know. God, we're going to go into overtime. Oh, so. my gosh. It's OT overtime. Oh, my, my gosh. Yeah. So, so we've got little, little of just under 40 minutes, you all, if you want to call in and join in the conversation in the Kiva, 505-266-1600. 505-266-1600. And you can also email us at libertyladiesunite at gmail.com. And I'm That's checking right. those emails throughout our show as well. That's right. So, yeah, so yeah. if you're just now tuning in, it's Liberty Ladies. Right here on the K, uh, Kiva. And normally we'd be ending in just about eight or seven minutes, but yeah, we got hey. the green light hey, to I'm keep it going. So yeah, we're we're good to keep this going as long as you are. So, All right. You know, I was talking about the fear thing, and I was interviewing my roommate, which was in the military quite a lot. And there's a term that he refers to as a combat multiplier. Mm. And fear is considered a combat multiplier. You make your enemy, in this case, the government of New Mexico considers us the enemy. Yes. Those the people that they're supposed to be fighting for, they are fighting against us. Yes. They they have essentially become our enemy. And they're using fear as a tool. And they're using construction road signs. They're using the emergency alert system. They are making people think they have to wear a mask and therefore you everywhere you go all you see is a sea of masks yep. and you don't see smiling faces anymore those are gone um it makes everything scary it creates anxiety and it helps them with control which is what they want and we have a couple of more callers so hey let's take the next caller caller you're in the kiva go ahead who do we have on the line this is uh, am I on now? Yes, yes you are. This is Joni. Hi, Joni. And I'm a I'm a senior citizen, and I was just wondering if New Mexico uses that Dominion software for counting votes. Yes, we do. Unfortunately, we're one of I think 30 states that uses Dominion in our elections. Mm-hmm. Yep, we are. Unfortunately, sad to say. But yeah, it, the, the, it, it's it's not good. Um, some whistleblowers from the the company that does Dominion have come out and said that oh yeah, this software is being used to switch votes over. Um, of course, you know, got to find it, got to find proof of it. But so far, some whistleblowers are starting to come forward. All right, who else do we have in the Kiva? Caller, you're in the Kiva. Go ahead. 
Hello? Yes. Uh, yes, I'd like to uh, talk a little bit about boat stealing and history. Okay. I'm probably okay. older than most of your listeners. <laughs> but um, What's your name? Art. Art. Hi, Art. Well, this, this sounds okay. like it's going to be if, interesting. If, if, you, um, if you go back in history, the 1960 election... Um, and I wasn't old enough to vote but at that time, but I did was following it. And uh, it came down to the state of Illinois, and that came down to Cook County, which was uh, yep. controlled by Democrats. And um, hey, that's where I was born. Of course, <laughs> uh, yeah. And what was the mayor there? I can't remember his name right now. But anyway, he's famous for a Democrat mayor. His famous saying was, vote early and vote often. <laughs> yeah, I like and, that one. I remember that. So, and no, no kidding. I mean, he was quoted as that and a, a lot. And what happened was the vote was not initially turned in. That should be your first clue that something isn't right. The vote was not in initially, and uh, it was Nixon versus Kennedy. And, of course, what he did was he waited until to see how many votes he needed and manufactured those ballots. Sounds familiar, now, don't time, it? Yeah, at the time, everybody said, oh, no, I think it was all on the up and up. You know, we can't cr criticize that. But historians will tell you now that they believe that that's what happened. Wow. And uh, I think you're going to see, I probably won't live long enough, but you're going to see 30 years from now or 40 years from now that there was a lot of problems with the election today. And, by the way, that's continued. Um, uh, it's, it's an old Democrat playbook. Uh, I'm a registered Democrat, by the way, so um, I know what goes on. And it's an old Democrat playbook, and um, they've just modernized it by using these phony baloney mail-in ballots. Yeah. Um, and but any time they can't let a judge in to an area when they're counting votes, um, not just the machines. Yeah. Any time they come in with a hundred thousand votes that are all for one candidate. <laughs> yeah, um, zero for the other side. You're yeah. Statistically you're, impossible. Yeah, that's not unusual, right? No, no, not yeah. at all. Oh, yeah. No, no, yeah, and the. And the hundreds of incidents that have, they've recorded. So um, even if you're a Democrat, you should be worried about this because it could be pulled on you. Absolutely. You know, you have to look at it. Just because you got the results you wanted Ill, uh, illegally mm -hmm. uh, doesn't mean that it can't be turned around. So... Um, we all should worry about that as far in our democracy as it goes. Plus, now you have half the country saying, uh, not that, oh, and by the way, what happened to the Russians? Oh, I thought yeah. they were interfering with all these elections. No, no, no. Uh, Remember, Putin, Putin called to congratulate President elect Biden, don't you know? So that's totally on the up and up, right? 
Right. We shouldn't <laughs> suspect anything. Well, what I was really worried about is what what would uh, prevent China from printing up these ballots and turning them in for one candidate or another. Maybe they'd be caught, but it would throw the election into chaos. You know, that's something so, I was thinking um, about the other day is like, you, th you hear about these hundreds of thousands of what appear to be phony ballots that were dropped in. Yep. Imagine the amount of resources and manpower it would take to artificially generate that many phony ballots. Mm-hmm. So wow. who's involved? Right. Well, what I also find very interesting is that the metrics in this country of, of uh, which... Groups of people, you know, nationality groups, women, men, etc. Um, those are measurable as far as which president got bigger portions of those groups. And in most of them, it's Trump. Trump got more of the Latino vote, more of the black vote, even more women, uh, but not the white women, interestingly enough. Uh, Trump lost on, on kind of the white men and white women or lost more ground on those anyway. Hmm, funny. Thought he was a racist. Yeah. But it's actually measurable even by age group how many more votes the president got than Biden. So can't we tell just by looking at the number of votes that aren't attributable to some kind of age group or nationality, which votes might very well be fraudulent? Oh, yeah, except for, of course, the over 120 years of age. Biden got most of those. Almost oh. probably. I'm, I'm willing to bet he got all of I guess the extremely elderly, or they, they all really yeah, like Yeah, I mean, it's not even octogenarian anymore. Mm -hmm. Good Lord, what would you call that? Uh, <laughs> dodecagenarian? <laughs> um, yeah. So, so we, we, we can tell by people's votes based on voter registration, you know, which groups voted more Trump's way. And across the board, Trump got more votes out of all these different separate groups as, as we divide them in the United States. Um, so how is it that Biden is supposedly still winning? Yeah, the math doesn't add up. Mm -mm. The math doesn't add up. The, the, the fr there's so much funny business going on. It's easy to call this election into question. And one of the theories that I heard, too, about why they stopped the count uh, in some battleground states on election night, is that Trump was winning by such a landslide that the software that was cheating couldn't keep up. And I'm sure they were thinking about at that point by around 10 o'clock that night or whatever. It's like, God, how are we going to generate enough phony ballots to sway this election? We need right. to stop the count right now. Dominion, scorecard, hammer, whichever. The cheating software couldn't keep up, and so they had to stop the voting and then switch to backup fake absentee ballots. And, and I, you know, an article I read about that, that was just the most interesting thing. I'm like, wow, it was, <laughs> we wanted Trump as our president so bad that... Their go-to for cheating couldn't even keep up with us. They couldn't keep up with the onslaught of voters. I truly do believe our president won in a landslide. I do, too. And it is, they're still trying their darndest to steal this election from him. And the longer it goes on, the more apparent it becomes. 
So, Mr. President, please don't stop fighting. No, I will send my own up. letter in. Do not stop fighting. Um, Every Everybody, every one of our listeners out there, take a little bit of time, write a letter to the president, send it to 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. That's right. And let him know I support you. And and go to you know go to that number what one eight seven save votes if you know of voter fraud or have witnessed it or have proof please report it see something say something isn't that what they always say right yeah, yeah. see something say something so keep keep trying keep pushing it out there keep on fighting the good fight and and realize that doing our part in this fight. It might be as simple as writing a letter to the president, giving him some encouragement. Don't, do not underestimate your part in this fight. There are more of us than there are of them. From what I understand, Twitter has been silencing oh, his Twitter account. They've been silencing his so, Twitter account. They've been blocking his reach. You have to go directly to his page yourself big, in order to see his tweets. Big Tech is fighting us hard. Big tech and mainstream media. Yes. So it looks like we got one more caller in the Kiva. Who have we got on the line? Well, before we get to the caller, though, real quick, if huh? you tuned in for Spirits of New Mexico, right now you're listening to Lady Liberties Unite. Spirits of New Mexico will That's be right. on immediately following our show. Thank you for tuning in, and, hey, we hope you find something to like. By the way, uh, Jay Bird, it's... Liberty Ladies Liberty Unite. Ladies Unite. Yes. He's dyslexic. He'll get he's it dyslexic, eventually. Yeah. He'll get it eventually. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. That's, he, you know. He's new with this, uh, helping us out with this, so he's, he, he's working he's on, on the He's on the curve. Yeah, he's on the curve. <laughs> well, who do, who the do we have? The problem is I'm not getting paid in wine. That's the oh, problem. Oh, okay. Anyway, okay. let's get to the caller. So, All caller, right. you're in the Kiva. Go ahead. Hi, uh, my name is Chris. I'm in Albuquerque, and um, <clears throat> boy, uh, there probably would be a hundred points I could address, and specifically the lies. But um, let me just bring up the fact that you just got it yourself when you say more Latinos and more blacks uh, voted for Trump because you know, and um, people can go check online. Mm-hmm. And so, um, and then you know, there are more of us than of them. Oh, well, the evidence isn't there as far as voting fraud. Well, Homeland Security um, a couple of days ago issued a statement on the elections. So, again, I encourage your voters or your listeners to um, take a look at that. So, so where do you get your information, Chris, that, that not, not as many of the Latinos or blacks voted for Trump? Uh, the information is available online. What, well, where, though? What specific sources? Um, well, right now, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm drawing a blank. I, I looked at some data from different sources uh, right after the election. Uh, but again, you know, where, where do you get yours? I mean, I'd be happy to go to the website you recommend. So you can actually go and, well, I wouldn't recommend Google, but if, if you Google election results? Uh, results tabulation, I believe okay. was the term for it, make sure okay. that one of the sites that you're going to is actually a government site because of course if you go to UNN or any type of news media etc well, interesting thing that mainstream media does is they they'll report certain things like oh there were this many percentage of people etc that voted for Trump but sometimes when you scroll down and you actually take a look at where they got their information they're only reporting one state or one county they're not mm-hmm. actually reporting across the board 
But yeah, um, no, what, I, what I looked at was across the board. Okay, so which site but, was that? I, I really don't remember. Like uh, that's how I know that uh, the majority of the women voted for Trump. Well, we know that, and that's not going to be disputed. Mm-hmm. But majority of blacks and majority of Latinos. Mm, sorry, uh, I'll go back and check. Um, no, please I don't, do. Well, I don't and, think and I don't anybody. Think it's necessarily every single state that. that and nobody said the majority of blacks and Latinos. No. What they no, were saying is that more, a higher percentage. Yes, a higher is, percentage ever than any Republican or GOP candidate in the past. That is absolutely true. Yeah, the President Trump got more of the black vote and more of the Latino vote than any other Republican presidential candidate has in history. Okay, well, that's not what I heard when, when you made the statement. Okay, no, we didn't say that he got the majority. No, he, no, got, he got more He got more than, than any previous Republican. candidates. He, he definitely converted a lot more people in the black and Latino community over to voting with us. That is what we said. So I'm okay. sorry you misunderstood okay. us. I, I, I did. All right, okay. okay. Well, anyway, interesting show. <laughs> thank you. Well, thank you. Thank Earl. you for we listening. appreciate it. And we like yeah. questions. So if, yeah. if and, 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 I, and I'm on the opposite side, so anyway, you know, freedom Wait. and liberty is not gonna come, would not have come from Trump, that's for sure. I mean, yeah. fascism would have come from Trump eventually. So. How so? Well, he, he showed all the signs. He's a would-be dictator, and uh, okay. You know, how, how is he? Policies. How is he showing that he'd be a dictator? Um, boy, there are so many examples. Well, well great. Then us, you can give us a give one, us one or two. Well, first of all, he admires uh, living dictators. He's a fan of Hitler. Like who? As a, one of his. Duarte in the Philippines, uh, Putin, and his um, the president of Brazil. I'm drawing a blank now. I mean, he these are people he admires. I'm uh, pretty sure he did not endorse Maduro. <laughs> pretty sure. <laughs> well, I don't, yeah, never mind Maduro. Um, he he likes right wing dictators, so he. Oh, really? Like like, like what right wing dictator is there? Duarte in the Philippines. Uh, Duarte is is not. A right wing. Oh no! By it's any, not. any, and and uh, here here's where you kind of got to know who you're speaking to, Chris. Uh, I'm I'm part Filipino, and I have Pinoy family in the Philippines, mm-hmm. and and the Duarte is not by any means right wing. Okay. But he, right. he's suddenly acting like a dictator. Huh? He's a killer. Now, he's killed several people and bragged about it. And, you think that's so, a model? So, but that's someone else. That's someone else's dictator. So, how is it that Trump is our dictator? What has he done that is that is something that a dictator dictator he would has, do? He has said, for example, that he would like to be president for life. Okay, so he, the, you don't get that he was joking. He would be dictator. You, do, you don't. You, <laughs> you don't get. get you don't get that that's a joke. That. Especially when he followed it up with, "Now the mainstream media's probably got no humor, right. so they're not gonna. They're, they're not gonna think that I'm joking." Now, what would you yeah. think about somebody that says that? Okay, we have a constitution. We have a Second Amendment to the Constitution. It says we have the right to keep and bear arms, and that shall not be infringed. Now, what would you think about a uh, somebody that was running for president that would said, "We're going to come take your guns," or what about a president that says, "I'm going to do a national mask mandate and make you all wear a mask"? We absolutely have to do that. But as far as taking, uh, what, no, well, oh, hold on no, now, that's that's Biden, that's a violation Biden of that the, a national that's mask. That's a violation ma- of so many oh. civil rights. So wait, wait. Not only is it is is it a violation of the First Amendment, but 
it would also be the president acting like a dictator and ignoring the individual rights of individual states, which the United States of America is a union of states. The president of the United States would not have that authority to do a, mas a national mask mandate. That would be a constitutional violation. In that would be dictatorial. International emergency? I'm not a constitutional lawyer, but anyway. So, um, so and, let, and let me just get this straight. I, yep. I think there's one thing we can all agree on here, is the president doesn't have the right to mandate anything, right? Uh, in a state of emergency? No, period. He does not. No, period. The president, I, I, we have a constitution. Let's that. put it this way. That. President that's Trump doesn't have the right to mandate anything. Okay, now Can this is why... I, 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 I never heard such a thing. I oh, think okay. Have so, a lot of rights. so remember when there were these riots going on in, yes. in Seattle and things like that, and you had these groups of people taking over cities, yes. and the president said that he would offer the help of the military only if the governor requested it. That's because the president is not a dictator. That's because the states are in charge of each of their individual states. And if they want the help of the federal government, they have to ask for it. Now, don't you think that if President Trump was acting like a dictator, he would have just sent the military in without any kind of request whatsoever? Well, that one, gee, you know, I'm glad you bring that up because he sent forces that were arresting people for no cause peaceful demonstrators, and just intimidated them, and yeah. that was, by after, the way, terrorism. After terrorism. the governor requested no, help. I, I don't believe any law-abiding oh, citizens were ever arrested. The city, with the opposition of the city and the opposition of the governor. And finally, they retreated after women stood behind, be, between. So once again, Chris, thugs. once again, Chris, you're coming to us here at Liberty Ladies Unite, so you've got to bring your sources. Uh, according yeah. to what source are you, are you yeah. saying that the... Reporters, reporters many reporters. Oh, reporters. I've Reporters. I followed reporters on, from Portland uh, on Twitter, and gotcha. these were thugs. And the very credible terrorism. mainstream media. Of course. This was terrorism. Of yeah. course, of course. So, okay. so your Goodbye. position is that the president is a dictator and, and is a promoting terrorism. Okay, so what, so and, what about the people? Spreader, and a spreader, which makes him a mass killer. Oh my gosh! Wow! Oh, yeah. Thank you oh, yeah. so much for calling, Chris. You're um, welcome. It's cr it's crazies like you that are going to keep us in business. So yes. No, um, we we are yeah, the majority. So so, so uh, just answer me this here: huh. If Trump really is a dictator, then why is it that to date he has repealed over one thousand government regulations? As a dictator, he did. Yes. No, then why? How, how can he be a dictator if he is reducing government? He is repeating regulations that were protecting the health of American people. No, no, Make no, America sick again. Can, can you, again. But, but can, you, can, can you reconcile? How can somebody want complete government overreach into our lives, because that is what a dictator is, no. and yet be making the government smaller? How is that government, reconcilable? The government represents the people. We, making the government smaller accomplishes nothing unless you get rid of the bloated Defense Department. Oh, really? So no protection for our nation no, 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 or no, our no, borders? No, no, no. Let me rephrase. Let me rephrase. Get rid of 
overspending in that defense department, which, by the way, still is refusing to be audited, even though Congress is trying to do it. Ron Paul, you know, asking for an audit of the Pentagon. We're mm-hmm. still waiting. You know, I, I believe actually the president is on, on your side in that one, and that, yeah, we need widespread audits and we actually need a smaller budget. The problem is, um, yeah, Congress hasn't passed anything to date that's for a smaller budget. You, you do realize that the president can't sign anything into the budget without it first passing both houses of Congress, correct, right? Correct. So anyway, right. the budget has increased dramatically under Trump, right? Yeah, absolutely. And, and do you know why? <laughs> you tell me. Oh, I will tell you. I will absolutely tell you, Chris, because Congress won't pass anything that requires a smaller budget. The president cannot make a budget out of thin air. That's not right. his power. That's yeah. the legislature. Right. So, so the legislature, though, he did propose a budget. Oh, he has. And, and, He's and proposed many budgets. Every, and you can look at it every year. If, and, he yeah. was, if he was a dictator, he'd just enact oh, yeah. the budget. Now, yeah, he? if he was a dictator, he'd finally say, you know what? I'm, I'm giving up on, on Congress, he, y'all. We're just going to do things my way. Has he done that yet? No. No, I said would be dictator. Oh, oh would, would be. be Dictator. dictator. Yeah. Oh, so so I think the argument here then is that if if the president does win re-election, he'll turn into a dictator. Is that your it, argument? That, that, that is pretty much my argument. Huh. Then why didn't you he know, do after, it in the first four years? Because he couldn't. Oh, really? And why couldn't he? Well, because we have a constitution, and even though he violated it in many ways, and the laws also, um, you know, he, he's a law and order president, but he has instituted chaos and has Wait. not respected many he's laws. He's instituted chaos. So you yeah. just said you just said the uh, uh, two conflicting things in one in breath. You said he's a law and order law and order president, and that he's instituted chaos. Dude, only one of those things can be true at the same time. That's correct. That's correct. Yeah. Only one thing can be true. Order. Yeah, he claims to be a law and order president, and we. No, actually, chaos. you made that claim for him just now. No, I, I, I meant that he claims to be. You, you made you made that claim. Yeah. No, no, no. He can only be law and order president if, if he's going to uphold the Constitution in our land. And, and, and still, to this day, he has not actually done anything unconstitutional. No. Oh, yeah. Show me. Find the, it. You know what? The emolument clause, uh, receiving money from foreign governments. Uh, the emoluments clause was proven to have gone nowhere. That he didn't actually receive any money from foreign governments that You're wasn't kidding. in the due course of business before, yeah. before oh. he was president, Chris. You forget, the guy had, uh, he walked away, Trump walked away from a multi-billion dollar business. He walked away, no, no strings attached. Now, it doesn't no, mean that his family isn't still involved in the family business. Okay, you know what, that, I challenge you, Chris, I challenge you to actually back up your arguments with Facts, because so far, right now, in in this entire conversation, you have brought no facts to the table. You have brought, you have brought hearsay. You have brought talking points. You have brought media BS that is widespread from all of his enemies, and you have not brought a single fact to the table. I would love for you to call in next week. But yeah, our show is fact, almost over, have, we, so you okay. you call us in next week, Chris, and make sure that you've got some facts. Oh man, I love this stuff. You all can't tell here. This is my bread and butter. Oh yeah, I love this kind of yeah. debate. Bring facts next time, Chris. Back up. Your-
your arguments, you know, bring facts, bring links, bring websites, bring quotes from, you know, actual sources. I, I love it when just... somebody tries to say that their facts are stuff they heard from compu- uh, from reporters. Reporters. Uh, reporters. Really? Yeah, br- yeah, bring us the government websites. Hmm, yeah, yeah, bring us bring the some actual, actual data. information. I'm sorry, you're coming into our house right now. This is Liberty Ladies Unite. So if you're going to argue something with us, hey, I welcome it. Please disagree with us. That's wonderful. Yeah. Um, and we need more people to disagree with us, but, oh, you better make sure that you got facts yeah. to back this up. Because the it is a matter. Is a dictator, and then you say he's a wannabe dictator. And it's like, well, which one is it? What? So if he's just a wannabe dictator, then that means he hasn't done anything that makes him a dictator. Any, I am. I am really. I, c- I could be a wannabe dictator. I yeah. I could be a wannabe dictator. Yeah. I could wanna be a dictator all I want, and but that doesn't mean that I've got anyone to dictate to, or make a dictation to. Hmm, well, here's yeah. here's a suggestion too. All right. Do so you want to call in? That's great. Let's let's have some debate, but let's stick to one or two topics. Let's yeah. not go all over Stop the board. Well, that's around. what liberals do. It's like when you beat them on one argument, they switch the subject. It's like we ask, please, just give us one actual example of what you're talking about. Well, then they switch the subject. That's a common way of doing things for them. It's yes. like, okay, well, I can't, uh, I just, I put that out there and you didn't buy it, so now I'm going to move on to something else. It's like, no, no, that's not going to work with us. If you're going to call us and you're going to say something like that, you better have some actual real sources, and no reporters are not good sources. Well, you know, and I heard heard more than once from Chris, he said that uh, Trump's a killer and he's killing people. Yeah. Well, um, what's the alternative? Biden and Harris ticket? Is that the alternative? You know, uh, Harris, who is supported by Planned Parenthood. They definitely want to kill people. I don't think I have to explain to anybody what... Parent, Planned Parenthood's bread and butter is. Uh, yeah, they kill people. Right. Yeah, that they, they kill the un, they kill the unborn before they even have a chance. Well, they not only life. kill the unborn, but they kill the born too. They're okay yeah, with that oh, too. Yeah, that's right. They're okay yeah. with killing babies after they're born. So, okay, you after talk about born. killing people. It's like, yeah, Biden Harris does support killing people. That's right. Well, it's time to take another call in the Kiva. All right, caller, you're in the Kiva. Go ahead. Thank you. This is Dave. Hi, hey, Dave. Dave. Hey. Um, it's interesting how he was using the Linsky tactics. Yes. Oh, I'm yeah. so glad you noticed that, Dave. Ooh, kudos to you. You you get the uh, participation trophy today. <laughs> yeah, but you're a winner in our book, even yeah. even though you get a participation trophy. Yeah. I don't need a participation trophy. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> the whole thing is, so like you were mentioning, the deflect, distract, attack. Yes. That's what and, they do. Oh, yes. No, that's in the latter third of Alinsky's Rules for Radicals, mm-hmm. he tells out his eight different rules for being able to do this stuff. And the gentleman who called in, I guess his name was Chris. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, without any sources to back up what you're calling them to say? But his sources, he, he said reporters. So right. are, are you saying that's not a good source? I know that's not <laughs> You and me both. We all do. Hey, see, we can do comedy here, too. Well, yeah. oh yeah, the, the whole idea of uh, reporters, reporters, reporters. Okay. Yeah. Enough of the reporters. We know that they're already biased. I've already mm-hmm. dropped a whole number of different uh, formerly conservative news sources, but from time to time I'll watch what the enemy is doing by turning on the television. Right. Yeah, you got to know thy enemy. 
Yeah, exactly. Sun Tzu. Yeah. And the, uh, he needs to actually read the Constitution. I don't think he has. Yeah, I, I, I would, I would place money on that. So would I. I. It took me about a dozen times of reading through it to actually totally understand it because it's written in an earlier version of English where shall is like a must. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, and also back in the day, they also wrote a little bit different because mm-hmm. the double F was actually substitute for the S, uh-huh. which was rather interesting. Well, and but- reading the older books, there's also that one I've called into Eddie before and mentioned that one, the Sources of the United States Constitution from 1894. It was actually a college text mm-hmm. so that people could actually have contextualized information to the period with which the book was, or the uh, Constitution was written, so that they could actually understand. I think, what was it, it was the late 1700s when uh, Webster did his first dictionary? That's right. That's right. So a whole lot of people had no idea as to, I'm saying these words, what do they actually mean? Right. Yeah, they, d- they didn't have dictionaries like we do nowadays. Exactly, yeah. That's one of the things I've done in the last 10 years is collect as many as old as possible, reference texts, uh, dictionaries, encyclopedias. So, so Dave, you're a constitutional historian. I was preparing myself for finishing up my political science degree at UNM when I found out that uh, the professors there were teaching you how to write an analysis paper on other people's analysis and supposedly peer-reviewed, but apparently they weren't totally peer-reviewed. They're just like, oh, I know you. No oh. worries. Oh, yeah. Kind of like professorial nepotism. Yeah, and they seem to have left out the critical thinking component as well for their classes there now. Yeah, that's no longer a requirement. Yes, yes. These kids have not been taught how yeah. to think. They've been taught what to think. Well, that, that's, and, that's why it's so sad when, when someone like um, you know Chris calls in and and we can hear them, and it's very obvious to us, and it's probably very obvious to a lot of our listeners, that all they're doing is they are spewing talking points that have been pre-programmed into them. And they've accepted this programming, and, and they don't see why we won't accept their pre-programming as fact. It's like, well, you didn't present any facts for your it's, argument. Yeah, but it's what they've been told over and over again, so it must be true. Yeah, yeah. Tr- tr- Trump, Trump's a spreader and a murderer. Ah, uh, fact. Uh, I, I do believe in our country there is a burden of proof. To call someone a murderer is a serious allegation, and the burden of proof is on the accuser. Exactly what I was thinking myself. It's, yeah. That's but see, that's the scary thing about the liberals nowadays. They believe that you are guilty until proven innocent. Mm-hmm. And we have seen them do that sort of thing. Like during the Kavanaugh hearings when he was being interviewed for the Supreme Court justice position. Interviewed, being attacked is more He was like being it. attacked. Was he, they job. determined him guilty up front, and they tried to force him to prove himself innocent. It's right. like, I'm, no, that's not the way it works in this country. You are innocent until proven guilty in this country. But liberals will come right out and tell you they don't believe that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, had a little change of tack here in observation today. We actually had to go out to the store and pick up a few things. Mm-hmm. Uh, apparently, MLG's little dictate thingy that came down yesterday. Oh. 
people are panic buying again, and yep. it's ridiculous. So is all the toilet paper it. disappearing again? Uh, yeah, the entire hall <laughs> is empty. Oh, my God. Items. It was like back going back to March. Do people really crap that much? They've already gone through all the toilet paper they hoarded from the last few months. Oh, my gosh. You know, the toilet paper thing was an experiment to see just how easily people can be manipulated. And, and unfortunately, a lot of people failed miserably on that and have shown that they are easily manipulated. Oh, yes, and there's a number of people that I've run into because I refuse to wear the mask thing also. I've had Good for lot. you. Thank Natalie you. Natalie oh, and I do not comply you. either. Hats off to you <clears throat> for not complying. Gosh, I hope I run into you in, in public one of these days. Yeah. Well, I, I look at it this way. I'm going to do business with somebody that isn't going to infringe upon my rights. Yes. Yeah. yeah, and the employees there, they know what's going on, and they're tired of it, and they're standing around going, okay, we're back to this, okay. Two people in, two people out, two people out, two people in. Oh, my gosh. And man. chatting with a few of the guys, was like, so how do you like the scam? And what was new lockdown? And they're like, ugh. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, you notice how she very craftily um, instated a 75-person minimum per building, right? I mean, she, she coded it as, well, 25% of your... You know, b- building, um, what would you call it, capacity, or 75 people, whichever's smaller. And, and right. I thought about it for a sec, and I'm like, it didn't take me that long, because, you know, I can math. I'm like, wait, so that's just, that's not 25%, that's 75 tops. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, basically they're... So like a big, huge store like Walmart or something, they can only have 75 people. Yeah, it doesn't matter how big your building is. That's like nearly empty. Yeah, you're you're limited to 75 people or less. Pretty much. Yeah, we were pretty much seeing that in the disgust of the other customers who are walking around with their masks on. I walked through, I pulled my mask down. Good for you. Hey, some of the other (laughs) stores, they don't care anymore. Yeah, yeah. Walk into the grocery store and be able to walk around and... Why aren't you wearing a mask? I've got a medical condition. Oh, okay. Yeah, I I walked into a Walmart the other day, and and even the guy at the front, he's not even pretending. He's like, do you want a mask? I'm like, nope, thanks. Yeah. He's like, okay. What I do. And just, you know, just keep on trucking, keep on going. And, you know, I'm I'm starting to observe I'm not the only one walking around without a mask. Wait a minute, so I can... Don't try going to the VA without a mask. Oh, oh, yeah. I can go into Walmart. Say again? I can go into Walmart and buy my peeps now, and I don't have people crawling all over me? This is great. Oh, yeah. <laughs> At the VA, they had some people in there that were being like little mass Nazis. you got to do this, you got to do that. Oh, my gosh. Like, okay, take a picture of my hand and see how broken the fingers are, and then I can go upstairs and I can meet physical therapists. And they had a parade of nurses going back and forth to make sure I had the mask over my nose. It was like, uh, okay, come on, let's take the picture. Alrighty. Their needs. The X-ray tech was uh, great, well, very friendly. Mm-hmm. The supervisor of the department, not so much. Oh. You know what we're seeing a lot with these masks? We're seeing a bunch of little people that normally don't have any authority to do anything are using this as a power trip. Oh yeah, and they're and they're getting off on it. It's like getting off on the power on pushing you around and telling you you got to wear a mask. mask. Yeah, and they're yeah, enjoying it. So, so you know, 
I've I've had a lot of people people that we some people we know saying, Yeah, but these businesses they're being oppressed and, and they're doing what they have to to stay in business and I can understand that to a certain point, but at the same time I don't care. I don't care why they're doing it. I care about my personal rights and it's like well you're infringing upon my personal rights. Yeah, you don't know me. <clears throat> That's you what do... I care about. Yeah, I, I'm sorry. I do not need anyone's permission to be human. And part of being human is sucking down oxygen. I breathe through my mouth. I breathe through my nose. I do not need, nor do I want or care for, anyone's permission to breathe through my mouth or my nose unobstructed. I don't need your permission to do that, Luhan Wuhan. Yeah. Right. I'm human. And with all these uh, people that have tested positive, eventually you get the herd immunity. Right. And it makes a moot point. It's and here, here's an interesting thing. Most of the people out there are being compliant sheeple, and they're wearing their masks everywhere, in their cars, out jogging, in every store they go to. And they're still getting sick. And they're still sick. getting the Rona. So, uh, wow, I thought, the ma- I thought the magic mask prevented you from getting oh, no, the Rona. The, the governor said it wasn't enough. Oh, the gov- She said on Thursday, she's like, well, you, you all are going out and you're congregating and you think your masks are enough and the masks are not enough. And I'm like, what? She just said it. She just said it. The masks are not enough. But then she turns around and says, you got to wear your mask in your own home. But wait, 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 wait. If... I'm, I'm sorry, logic. Let's logic here for a moment. I know the governor can't, but let's logic. Okay, so if I'm wearing my mask out and about, and the governor has already said it's not enough, you also got to stay away from people, then what makes me think that wearing my mask in my home is going to be enough to keep me from getting sick as well? Yeah. Right. What? Somebody explain that non-logic to me. No, you can't. Yeah. It's not logical. Exactly. And that's where this is all going is people will start following illogic blindly. And they're losing brain cells at the same time because you know what? So what, what the more they need. wear a mask, uh, the easier they are to convince. Because that's right, less brain the, cells. As the brain cells die off, they become. You know, I was I was out the other day and I was shopping somewhere and there was some people there wearing a mask. You could tell they've been wearing a mask a really, really long time. A job I was doing actually the other day, and the lady that worked there was like stumbling around like she barely knew where she was going, and it's like. And she had just got done trying right. to classic push. signs of hypoxia. Yeah, and she was she had just tried to push a mask on me. I said, "No, I don't wear a mask. Sorry, no." And right. and I did my job, and ultimately I didn't wear a mask. I never do. And if they hmm. try to force one on me, I'll say, "Well, find somebody else to do the work. Then I'm, I'm out of here." That is just the attitude I have. It's like I'm not going to comply. Period. Right. Yep. Exactly. Even if it, even if it means losing money, it's like sorry, my soul is not for sale. Yeah, it's like, oh, okay, you're not going to let me give you money. Okay, I'm just going to go on to the next store. Yeah, I'll find, find somebody that will want me to work. Won't. Yeah. yeah. All right. Thank you so I much. I love you, Appreciate what you do. Congratulations on your success on getting the time extended. Thank, thank yeah. you, Dave. He just doesn't want us to leave today, so it's like, okay, right. we'll just keep hanging around until they kick us out of here. Right, like, like we've been talking for almost four hours without a break, you know, Ma- Mama's got to go eventually. Yeah. But thank you so much, Dave, appreciate it, and yes, Dave, Dave gets the trophy today for recognizing use, use of Olinsky 
tactics. Um, if you all don't know what Olinsky tactics are, look it up. I'm not doing your homework for you. You yeah. crazy? Like, we're, we're always telling you on here you need to do some research. Well, that'd be a good start. Start doing do your some research. research. It's yeah. called Rules for Radicals. That's right. Pragmatic Primer for Realistic Radicals. There look you go. Jay, Jay Bird even did part of the homework for you. That's right. Yeah, Olinsky's Rules for Radicals. Yeah. It's, it's all laid out there, ladies and gentlemen. You know, I'm reminded Dan Bongino is fond of saying this, that um, one thing he does admire about the left is how well they organize. They are in lockstep. And the right needs to start organizing like the left. We need to start organizing. Um, what, one of my pet peeves is when I go to vote and I see row after row of Democrat candidates who are running unopposed Ooh, nothing burns me up more. Yeah. We have got to stop giving away seats. We lose 100% of the races that we don't run people. So if you have been, um, you know, going, oh, man, I wish the government would change, and New Mexico is just so corrupt and just so, oh, yeah, there's just so many corrupt people, and why can't we get anyone who actually represents the people? That means it's time for you to run for something in your district. School, maybe it's the school board, maybe it's city council, maybe it's a county position. Who knows? But we need to start having a wave of citizen servants. Because I'm sorry, this is civil service. Politics was never supposed to be this career path. This was never supposed to be the top 1% elite of the Especially country. Especially a career that you literally become a millionaire. Right. Yeah, it, was, it was never supposed to be a career path for the top 1% to lord it over all the other 99% of the minions in the land. No, it was supposed to be a civil service. That means we need citizens. We need citizens who are willing to sacrifice because yes i know most of you are like i don't want to do that job that's precisely why you got to get off your butts figure out what it takes to run for your local offices school board city council i'm not even talking house of representatives or legislature at this point though we need them too. um start running for your city and county seats just look up i know a lot of you are curious hey what does it take to um run for a county seat or a civil seat yeah start looking it up start running start throwing your name into the hat because we need civil servants like you all you are the leaders we've been waiting for we are the leaders of tomorrow so you all need to start running you need to start representing your own interests your city's interests the state's interest or yes our state and our city is hopeless and i do get sick of hearing people saying oh our our state's just a lost cause it's that there's nothing we can do about it no there is a lot that we can do about it the problem is a lot of us haven't done anything up to this point you need if you aren't mad you need to get mad it's time to get mad because change doesn't happen until we get mad enough to make sure that change happens. Do you know what really, really burned me up the other day? I heard the mainstream media make a comment saying that after 30 years of wanting to be president, Joe Biden has finally won. It's like, so that's, he just wanted to be president? That's why I will give he Joe, ran? I will give Joe Biden this. He keeps trying. <laughs> I yeah. will give him this. You're giving that. Almost 50 years of trying. But, but the reason you should be doing it is because you want to serve your fellow 
citizens, and, not because you just want to be the big president. No. And by the way, Joe Biden's been trying to be president for 30 years. Trump won the first time he threw his hat in the yeah, ring. Yeah, first time. Yeah, but what jobs do you know of out there where you can sign up for a couple hundred thousand dollars a year and walk away a millionaire worth millions? Oh, yeah, with afterward. all those millions from China. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. And Ukraine. And possibly even, oh, what was it, one of the Middle East countries, too? Was it Iran? Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. I wonder where all that money's coming from, yeah. Joe. Hmm. It's like, why are Curious you, public wants to know. Why aren't you liberals out there wondering how these people are making millions of dollars being a public servant? If so, why aren't you wondering about that? If you all love Obama so much, um, ask yourselves why he went into the presidency. He wasn't rich. And then after he leaves office, he's a millionaire? Yeah, and he just bought a house after he got done being president, what, in Martha's Vineyard for millions of dollars? And by the way, if Trump's really a dictator, why does he keep donating his paycheck every quarter? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. If all he cares about is money and doesn't ca- and power and doesn't care about the American people, huh? Yeah, he he keeps donating his his uh, pesky paycheck to charity. Yeah, and and to the back to the American people. So, yeah, sorry, y- you all are going to have to bring a lot more evidence and a lot more facts. Yeah. It looks like we got another caller or two. So okay, hey, let's who do, do we it. have on the line? Oh, oh, okay. Let's go to the next one then. All right, caller, you're in the Kiva. Go ahead. Hello, caller. What's your name? Caller in the Kiva. Oh, is that you? They changed their mind. Uh, okay, changed their mind. Oh, oh well. you scared them off. I guess we scared them off. I hate it when that happens. Darn We're it. We're not that scary. You can call back and talk to That's us. That's right. Undo- we uh, promise um, we'll go easy on you. Yeah, un- unless unless you're a leftist who's making an argument with absolutely no facts, then we will absolutely yeah. lay into you. Yeah. yeah. Bring your facts, people. So be ready Come for it. If you're gonna if you're gonna bring a fight, then you better bring some ammunition. All right, yeah. let's try this. Let's see if this is a fight. Okay. Caller, you're in the Kiva. Go ahead. Hi, I was wondering, is Eddie Aragon going to be coming on this weekend? Because I didn't hear Eddie Aragon yesterday when he normally comes on at 4. Yeah, uh, unfortunately, um, Eddie Eddie generally tries his best not to be in the station on a weekend. I know he's made some exceptions here and there. He works his butt off during the week. So he's taking a much-needed break right now. Don't know what he's doing. Don't want to know. But Rebecca and I are here holding down the fort for Liberty Ladies Unite. And actually, we've even gone longer than we were supposed to. Um, but we're we're here to hold down the fort every Saturday from 1 to 4 p.m. You know, unless so many people call that Eddie's like, oh, just go longer, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, generally we're here from 1 to 4 p.m. live in the Kiva every Saturday. So no, Eddie's definitely still here. He is still in charge of the station. He's just not here here today. Yeah. And you know what? Um there's something that we've been neglecting that we really, really need to talk about. Oh, what's that? Impeach MLG. Oh, yes. That's right. We haven't mentioned that lately. So, y'all, um, this is a site that Eddie Aragon set up, impeachmlg.com. Mm-hmm. We have collected a lot of petitions. Natalie Thousands. and I have personally collected a lot of yes, petitions. Yes, we have. Hey, I've yes. kind of helped, too. Yes, yeah. yeah, you've done your part, Jay Bird. Yes, yeah, good boy. Yeah, so if, if you all are interested in recalling this governor, and yes, there is a path to recalling the governor. It's a little bit convoluted, but it is possible. And the first step 
is getting, I believe it's a total of 140,000 signatures of registered voters. You have to be a Mm -hmm. registered voter in order to sign this. You cannot sign twice. Sorry, we're not Democrats. We don't believe in the whole multiple votes thing. So Vote early, vote often. Go to impeachmlg.com, sign it, mail it into the station or drop it off at the station, and get your friends to sign, get your family to sign, get your coworkers to sign. I'd say get your children to sign, but only get them to sign if they're uh, actual voters. Voting age and registered voter. Thank you. Yeah, and just to clarify, uh, you do no have pets, to, no yeah. pets. Oh crud! Yeah. I got three <laughs> cats. We could win this. I know. Uh, no, Darn. just make sure you you print it off. You you do need to print. Yes, and sign it must be a ink. physical copy. No pencil. Do, do we really have to state that? No pencil. I did, uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, pen, no. pen. Come on, ink. Yeah. So impeachmlg.com. Print it off. Sign it off. Mail it into the station. You can get all that on the website as well. Uh, in fact, it's on the the sheets that you would print off from impeachmlg.com. The, the station's address is on there as well. So you got everything that you need. Send in your signatures. Do your part to recall this governor. Looks like we've got another caller in the Kiva. All right, caller, you're in the Kiva. Go ahead. What's your name, caller? My name's Sam, and I really enjoy your show. Thank you, Sam. Oh, but Sam's, I've, been, Sam's I've, been, a lover. I've been calling for quite a few hours, and I was thinking maybe this was a recording, but you finally answered it. Oh, really? You've been having trouble getting through? Oh, since about uh, 1130, I try to call in that Dr. Summers, and uh, sometimes they'll play a recording, and you think it's live, but it's actually a recording. But uh, I was thinking it was recording, and I, I so much wanted to talk to you guys, and oh. I finally got through. Oh, we are live. Wow, that's something. Well, and you actually oh, had trouble I, getting I through. I could you guys for hours. You guys are great. Thank oh, you. Thank you. Well, Sam. Thanks to keep... Thank yeah. you for keeping on trying. Yes, you, you, you definitely get the dedication trophy today. For That's right. You, you didn't give up. So we've given a participation trophy now, and now we've given a dedication trophy. Yes. Oh, I listen to talk radio more than I watch TV. I gave up on TV. I'm, I'm the same way. You know, and, It's funny, when I'm not on this station, I listen to this station. <laughs> huh, yeah. And you know what? Uh, I, I switched back and forth from 1600 to a couple of the other stations. But you guys are number one when it comes to the truth. I, I listen oh, to you ninety five percent more than I do the other states. Thank you. Oh, thank but, you, Sam. Uh, with all this pandemic going on, I mean, I'm just so worn out for the past eight months. But when I hear you guys, because you can't go up to to the Democrats, they're they're brainwashed, they're in a cult. Mm-hmm. You yeah. can't talk sense to them no more. But when I hear you guys uh, talk like to that last guy who thought he had all these facts, boy, you make them look so bad. He's actually sending me a lot of text messages here that I'm looking at. And it's like all I can tell you, Chris, is that call back next week and bring some sources. Wait, he Um, has your number? How uh, does he have your number? He's messaging me, I think, on Facebook. Yeah. Oh, probably the Liberty Ladies Unite page. Yeah. Yeah. He he can. Wow. He's. Oh, yeah, he, he's, okay, so he's still on yeah. the terrorist thing, yeah. but he makes millions from private entities, blah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah. sorry, Chris, still here, well, just a lot of talking points, no facts. Yeah. Bring your facts. Yeah, um, but anyway, I did vote at the uh, uh, first Trump election. This second one, I, was, uh, I wasn't able to get my vote in. I was running too late and didn't get to the polls, but then mm. I find out 
they stay, uh, say the winners are like half an hour after the polls closed. And I'm thinking, my vote probably wouldn't even matter. Isn't that amazing minutes. how quickly they ca- they counted the votes oh, in New yeah, Mexico? Minutes, minutes, minutes. after That's the polls amazing. closed, we went for Biden. Yeah, yeah and so you know, I, I think if you if you look at the the, the news, uh, I think you had up what up to a week or something like that to keep voting. I mean, so you could have kept you could have voted after the fact. I think. Right? I, I guess so. I mean, in Michigan, that's that's what's going on. Arizona. Right. I, I thought every co- every vote mattered. Count every vote. Yeah. yeah, yours should have been counted, Sam. Well, actually, like I said, I didn't get to the polls in time, but uh, supposedly, if you're in line by seven, you could still vote. But if if I'm yep. sure there were still people in line at seven, and then they mm-hmm. declare a winner in half an hour, you know. And they're uh, hoping that people leave. That's what yeah. it is. They're hoping people. Oh, there's already a winner. Might as well leave. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's what now, they're hoping. Now, here are my questions: Were we the first state in the country to declare uh, Biden a winner? Because I don't no. think any other state declared one that quick. No, I, I but we Arizona weren't the first. Did. Um, Arizona did too. I mean, as far as it may be in our time zone, but. Um, no, the the polls started closing on the East Coast, and my understanding was Virginia declared for Biden or got called for Biden by, you know, the Fox News desk, decision desk. Hmm, who makes those decisions, huh? Uh, 3% into their vote count. And, we, and the whole night, if you were watching Fox, we, you see, you're watching Virginia like a hawk, and you're seeing Trump soar past Biden in votes in Virginia, but they're still calling Virginia for Biden. I'm like, uh, what? Yeah, that makes no sense. Yeah. yeah, well, I watched it up to a certain point until I heard, I think it was Georgia saying, well, a water uh, main broke or something, so we got to close everything down. And then yeah. I heard something else saying, well, we have to let everybody rest so they don't make mistakes. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh, everybody rest. Okay. Yeah, and then the next day, the president's four million lead in the popular vote. So apparently vote they didn't rest evaporated. very much that night, did they? Apparently they did a lot yeah. of counting that night. Yeah, a lot of counting. Hundreds so of So apparently thousands. they weren't resting. Now yeah. answer me this question. I'm pretty new to voting. I mean, I voted the last one and the, and, and the one for Obama. But, okay, they said there wasn't a blue wave, but yet mm. uh, Biden wins. Now, how is that possible? And somehow he gets more votes than the most popular Democrat president, uh, Obama. Yeah, how is it that the most unpopular Democrat candidate gets more votes than the most popular one? Hmm. Yeah, but I would think when you fill out a ballot, it has the presidential thing on there and then all your local uh, politicians. So I would think if he won, how is it there wasn't a blue wave? I don't get that. Right, right. That makes no sense. Yeah, so supposedly all these people voted Republican except for the president. That doesn't make any sense at all. But um, what else was I going to say? No no one accused him of being infected with with logic. Yeah, Yeah, this is how I look at Biden. As you know how you always see these uh, old-time movie stars, they never got an Academy Award for like, They've been around for 100 years, and then all of a sudden they right. feel sorry for them. Okay, give him an Academy Award. Let him be president. Get him out of our face. <laughs> That's how I look at Biden. Yeah, yeah. He, he's been trying for so long. Might as well give him the participation trophy. Yeah. Oh, couldn't we just but, give him a participation trophy yeah. and send him back to the basement? That would be nice, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. You know, I think he'd be he happy. Was, if he was to get in the White House, he'd be living in the White House basement. That's true. Well, yeah, yeah. It's probably a really nice basement, I would imagine. Yeah, he's going from the basement to his house to the basement of the White House. You'll, you'll never see him. You'll see Camilla. 
Yeah. Uh, Kamala Harris more. Yeah. Yeah, now to admit, I, I'm still betting that Pelosi's going to still pull the 25th Amendment on him if he gets in there successfully, because, you know, mm-hmm. she kind of yeah. wants to be president. It's just a matter then of how she's going to dispose of Kamala. Hmm. Yeah. You know Trump ain't out of there yet. No, so he's not. No, and I don't think he's going to be, so he's let's just still keep our up president. the hope. still our president. Trump? Yeah, Trump is a fighter. He's a, he's a, he's a, he's a champ. If, uh, you know, he's like Mike Tyson. You know, he's, he don't give up that easy. Yep, he's our champion. That's right, and he's shown us, he's given us the path to fight. He has changed the Republican Party. He has changed the Republican Party. He has given a path not just for Republicans, but also for independents, Green Party, Tea Party, whatever, um, a path forward to fight and shown us, you know, nothing bad really happens when you fight the Democrats and you hold them to logic. When you just find out they really don't have logic, that's all. But well, well, you know, when I went to the first, uh, uh, when he came to Albuquerque here at the convention center the first time, when I went and saw him, I got to shake his hand, got his autograph. That was oh, that's cool. awesome. awesome. I came to that one, too. Yeah, awesome. but you know when I left, we all had to go out the back door because they had all the. Well, because the crazies were out there uh, setting <laughs> fires on the streets and 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 driving around in their cars with with disgusting signs and you know I have a, f- a funny story to tell about that. My roommate and I were walking out of that rally, and we were walking down the street, and there was a couple of guys in a car, and they had a sign. They were hanging out their window, driving around, blowing their horn, and and it said, you know, F Trump. And so yeah, yeah. He, they drive right by with this sign hanging out their door, and my, my roommate grabs the sign and runs with it. <laughs> and they get out, and they're chasing him around the car, and it's just the funniest thing ever. We got a really good laugh oh out of that. Oh, my gosh. Well, thank you so much for your call, Sam. Um, thank you so much for calling into the Kiva and for listening to us and being persistent. Yes, yeah. you, you get the dedication persistence trophy of the day, of the weekend. Please you get keep to listening hold and call us back whenever you want to. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. According to some callers, there's been some hinky business on the phone line. So I apologize to all our callers who didn't get through. All I can say is keep trying. Keep yep. trying. Um, and, and I actually have been on the end of this myself, too, where sometimes I'm calling in on Eddie's weekly show and... Somehow I'm just getting disconnected. And I know it's not Eddie. He loves to hear from the callers. But, you know, sometimes this happens. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's kind of funny. Horses that be don't want the word to get out. That's right. But you still keep trying because, gosh darn it, we're conservatives and we know what hard work means. That's right. So, that's right. But this so I, has been a pretty good show. What do you think? I think so, too. I, I think an hour thing. over time. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's pretty darn good. It's, oh my it's the gosh. show that we didn't know when, when, it, when it was going to end. That's right. This is the show that yeah. never so, so, ends. So let me repeat our options to contact us out there yes. if you all want to interact with us or whatever. We are on Liberty Ladies Unite on Facebook. We are on Liberty Ladies on YouTube and, and Rumble. Rumble. And we have an email address of LibertyLadiesUnite at gmail.com. Catch our Monday shows, our live streams on Monday on our Facebook page, usually about 6.30 p.m. Mm-hmm. for an hour or so, sometimes two. Yeah. And, of course, you know, if you want to re-listen to this show, go to rockoftalk.chat. Sign up to get, you know, all all the information delivered to your inbox every day. So you can just open the email and, hey, there's the articles, there's the, there's the, the shows, the replays that you can listen to again. Listen to us, listen to Eddie, 
um, other stuff that he has other people on. Because, you know, he doesn't just have us on. Oh, yeah, next week he's going to have Dan Bongino. Is he really? Joining the airwaves at 7 p.m. on the weeknight. That's awesome. Yes. Yeah, I've been the biggest proponent I of know, Dan Bongino. I know. You've been talking saying that. I guess you finally got it. Well, Eddie told me it's on me. So if this flops, it's my it's fault. It's your fault. So you all better tune in and listen to Dan Bongino. He's awesome, you all. Yes. The biggest proponent of this fight and fighting the fight and not giving up. So, yeah, this is the station KIVA 93.7 FM, 1600 AM. The station to listen to, you know, just keep us on all day. Yes. Just don't, don't turn it off. And, you know, I think our new saying is going to be resistance is not futile. That's right. So join the resistance. That's right. I'm Natalie. I'm Rebecca. We are your Liberty Ladies. We unite. unite and stay free, everybody. Absolutely. We'll catch you next week.